This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. Good hey. intro. Good <laughs> intro. It was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> you gave up halfway through that. Yeah, well, it was mostly uh, just like, this word is boring. Can we spice it up a little bit? Wait, what word? Certainly spicy. Wait, Podcast, what, I think, absolutely. is the boring word for him. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've done so many of them. You know? we've done so damn many. That's true. true. Yep. 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 Twenty seventh yep. of January of the year of our Lord two thousand fifteen. <laughs> it's a bright they, sunny they day like outside. With, uh, uh, they degrees. fought like Scotsmen. They did not do any of those things. <laughs> it is a uh, post pax. So is anyone suffering post pax depression? I'm told this is actually a thing. Oh, I did get a sore throat for a while, and I was like, "Am I getting Welcome sick again?" That's, oh, the that's the pax box right there. It just ended. Yeah, well, a while. I mean, like yesterday evening, and now it's almost gone again. So as long as I don't get sick again, I'm fine with it. I woke up with what felt like a sore throat, but I think it was just one of those like I slept the whole night going. Yeah, I'm doing one of those. So yeah, I know. False alarm! False alarm, everybody! I'm in perfect health. Good. Glad to hear it. The Pax Pox is a virulent thing, something very dangerous that needs to be avoided at all costs, but it's very difficult to do so. It's it's a malaise. Mm. As soon as you walk into the building, you're instantly exposed to it. Yeah, yes. I never know because so I always carry around the uh the 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 hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Absolutely I was gonna say antiseptic. Wrong As, word. If you're doing meet and greets, no way you survive without that. Oh, I'll yeah, take so a bath in that stuff. <laughs> 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 but I always there's like a part of my brain that thinks, but what if I have like a protective layer over my body that I'm also wiping away with the hand sanitizer? What, what the shit are you talking about? And just protective layer? it's a thing I've wondered. Like it's the a good thing bacteria. Yeah, like maybe I'm getting rid of all of my own bacterias and oils that are just kind of like hanging out on the surface, being like, no, stop, intruders, and then I get rid of that. As well, and then the next time I handshake somebody, their their germy bits just go straight into my bod. Mm. You know. Next what time, I should just come in bio suits. <laughs> that's not how it works at all. Not at all. This hazmat like, suits it, and you bubbles. You clearly have yep, no understanding of how the human body works. <laughs> that's not how even does the human body work, close. Jesse? Yeah, Jesse, if you could take us through it. Okay. You see, mm -hmm. education with cocks. <laughs> Your body. Oh like my a God! Start that show. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. My body's a temple. Your body's like a temple. 
And like a temple, sorry. Like a temple. I mean, it's not a temple. Your body's like a temple. Mm-hmm. And sure, there are people who are there from time to time who hang out. That's the bacteria. Right. But it doesn't mean that having other people come visit it is bad. They're just there. Some, it, you know, here's, you, you, you no, let wait them a minute. This is Hold up. dumb as shit. This is no. the worst because maybe the people who are typically there are my guards. And if the guards are there, no, then no, no, they can no, make no. other people to, go away because the temple's closed. Temple, temple's closed. Temple's closed. But you're not a temple. You're like a temple. That's like, you're like, it's like fake food. Shop, 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 shop. Let me finish the analogy. Please don't. It's okay it to so have anyway, so. yes. It's okay to have the visitors <laughs> come the visit. Spot. It's uh-huh. okay to have the visitors come visit the outside walls, your hands. Just don't let them in the inner sanctum. That's all I'm saying. Just don't let those people in deep. That's what I mean. If I wipe away the guards, then people can just walk right They're in. Not guards, that's just tourists. Those are tourists. The white blood cells of the guards. You are so dumb. Don't you follow where I'm going You're with this? You're dumb. That was an awful You're metaphor. An idiot. You're Learning an idiot. with Cox. Learning with Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I had to deal a whole weekend with these people. <laughs> How did you fucking manage? Crendor, welcome to the show for the, like the 19th freaking time. I think it's uh, 14 or 15. Yeah. Somewhere you, around there. I mean, you basically, you're the substitute teacher of the co-optional podcast, really. I am. I still want my special, my special uh, action figure thing you're making, but oh, it just shows up in one of every 20 orders. It's like a special <laughs> item. And no one wants it. No one, one wants it at wants all. It. It's like I. This is disappointment <laughs> in a box right here. <laughs> be great. You just can't do uh, it. It's like not even painted. Yeah. <laughs> they always great. look like they were made wrong. This is not the figure you're looking for. <laughs> no, that's you don't convince people. That's true. Everyone <laughs> believes that. Like, oh man, I got a Crendor. Even I'd be sad. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we were at it was at Pax South with everybody and we had a grand old time lots of stories lots of adventures i have uh, to say i was not excited to go to pack south and now i wish every pax was like pack south <laughs> because it was just it was it was so chill because you know nobody wanted to be there originally because i was talking with some i did you're crazy no 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 i don't mean i don't mean us i mean like people who had booths there Everybody was approached being like, hey, don't you, wouldn't you like a booth at PAX South? And everybody's like, in a few weeks, I have to go to PAX East. Why would I spend money to go to PAX South? So like the whole floor, they had a huge convention center and you could see everything on the PAX floor from the top of the escalators. It was just, it was (laughs) so much smaller, but it was kind of rad. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was their first time, wasn't it? So uh, it didn't even sell out, if I recall correctly, which is very unusual for a PAX. Here's the crazy thing. It didn't sell out, but everything there did, which is nuts. So, um... And what what do you mean by that? um, uh, So all the shirts they had, all the, like, Ah, people who brought games to booths, or, or, like, I know the Super Fight guys, like, all those people, people who brought products... Everything that, that, that they brought sold out. Mm-hmm. So even yeah. though the actual convention didn't sell out number-wise, I guess everyone planned for so little that everything was gone by, like, morning Sunday. Right. Like, they just, everything was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was it that was saying, oh, my gosh. 
Oh, this is going to be a terrible story with no details and extremely vague. There's right. somebody who had a booth. Then. <laughs> okay, never mind. It's like my stories. If you remember the details, by all means. Somebody ran out of all of their product by the middle of the very first day. And oh, that was the Super Fight away. guys. They were it was at Super the Fight? Party. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's yeah. all. End of story. <laughs> yeah, so, like, basically all these people, especially a lot of the, the vendors and sellers, brought stuff, and no one was prepared because they thought, you know, it was going to be a little tiny convention. Well, I mean, and it was the first time they've run it at that location, so it, does, yeah. it did make sense. No one yeah. knew. And I think that's really cool that even though it didn't sell out and ticket-wise, everyone who went there went there, like, really passionate and really, like, a lot of money was spent for a mm -hmm. small convention. I was really, like, blown away by that. So it was fun. It was cool. Well, PAX continues to be successful. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's slowing down anytime soon, I believe. Uh, all all packs is outside of. I assume. What, I don't know. Did Australia sell out? Hard to say. I mean, that 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 seems oh, like no. the kind of thing that probably wouldn't. But you never know. I mean, it's not like Australia gets a lot of game shows down there. So, uh, PAX I think is the only game in town really. I don't know of any others, uh, any of the major ones at any rate. I imagine they've got something that's just national. That's a cat. <laughs> hello, cat. He's like, I hello hello <laughs> hello now hi. Now he's gone. Just the tail in the frame, and that's it. Yeah, oh, originally. Yeah, we ate, huh. Hold on. We ate, we a cat. ate uh <laughs> no. We didn't oh, eat a cat. We ate some really mediocre Texas food there. Really? Like, oh my pretty God. much all the food we ate was like it's okay. That's disappointing. San Antonio is a weird city. Like it's almost in the it's almost on the border of being interesting, but not there yet. <laughs> okay. It's, it's very strange. Yeah, I don't know why I guess that was the city of choice for a reason. I don't know what the reason. Well, was. I imagine because uh, they, they were talking about it in the uh, in the panel after after yours actually that cut yours off because you overran. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle Way the magic. Go. Oh yeah. well. It's uh, they they actually talked about it. It's like you know, and someone asked you, why, how do you choose the city? And it's it's like it's really down to a few factors. Like it's down to cost of the venue. It's down to how willing the city is to actually work with us. And it's also down to hotel locations, very much so. Now, you can't you can't hold a convention if there's not enough hotels and they're not like reasonably priced enough to actually get people to go. Because if it's a too expensive a city, then people are just not going to go to it because they can't afford the hotel. So that's something to consider there. But how did the panels go? I mean, obviously I watched yours. Were they like pretty much packed out? Were the panels popular at Pack South? Yeah, I mean, I don't know all panels. Panels uh, we did. We're yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> um. I think the first panel that Crandor and I did, uh, we were sort of co-opted to do it, and that wasn't packed, but that was because it was before the thing actually opened, so that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we were asked to go help with that, so we did. It was fun. Um, but the panels that we were part of, like actually supposed to do, the friend zone panel was packed. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. It was a, you know, It was a small room. It was mm. a small room. It could have been bigger. It was a small room. It was a small, it was room. small room. We could have fit some more people in. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Uh, but then there was another panel. No. The Cox no. The I'm Cox the panel, though, no. was <laughs> Oh, yeah, the It was crazy. Guy. So we had a lot of fun. Cox Grandor panel made my look. I was, I was kind of turned on the entire time. It was pretty great. There's there, there a lot of people there. There's a lot of people there. I've never, I've never seen that many people... Just saying, we got our panel streamed. Markiplier didn't get his panel streamed. That's true. <laughs> Where's your stream, Markiplier? I didn't see it. You got more Ours than got double streamed. the viewers of the actual PAX founders. 
um, that came in after you. They immediately dropped 50% of the viewers as soon as that happened. You guys had like, <laughs> you beat the gearbox panel, if I recall correctly. You guys did, did well. Yeah. It was great. Uh. It was a lot, and it was fun. I think what made it more fun was that it was, unlike other packs, it wasn't as insanely crowded and you weren't like rushed around to things and so when you met people you could really so I, I, it felt less like a panel and more like you were talking to people okay you knew the people you had met because you had like actually spent time talking with them because you weren't like in crowds like this walking around yeah, yeah. It, it was i like the smaller cons for that reason especially if was i'm a doing a panel at them i think it was the the oh, I can't remember, uh, yeah Game Vid Expo, which was in Atlanta, which was actually surprisingly popular considering it was a very oddly specific show. It's like this is about people that make videos about games on the internet mostly. That's the entire <laughs> convention, and lots of people were there, you know. And yep. it that was really cool because it was just the right size where you could really spend time actually interacting with people, and it wasn't a case of oh, there's a line that's four hours long. I've got to sign your thing shake your hand, possibly hug you, and then I've got to, got to get you out of the way in the next 15 seconds because otherwise this will literally take all day. That was Jesse's life. Yeah. <laughs> we Every signed stuff for anywhere, like it was just... three and a half hours. Yeah. The one day. Mm. Yeah, but, but that's like, that's why I didn't take any gaming appointments this convention because I literally was like, I'm going to go and I know what's going to happen. So, and I can't, I'm not the guy who ever says no or like, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah. So I was like, F it. I'll just go, and if people want want to harass me, great. If not, I'll go play games. Good, and that might be my <laughs> mo for the rest of like conventions ever. Because yeah. uh, look, you're kind of doing find that time too, to play honestly. your games. Uh, yeah. that's, that's our plan. I, I mean, we're we're it looks like we're doing E3 again, uh, but it's it's going to be kind of a more laissez-faire thing. And great, we're doing Dragon Con as we mentioned. Uh, yeah, we're actually doing that. Yeah. So. We've got our hotels booked. We've got our penguin experience booked because it's right. The hotel's apparently near an aquarium, so we're going to go to the aquarium and we're going to. I'm at the penguins. same hotel. Yeah, we're. I think we're all there, uh, if I recall correctly. So. Oh, are we going to film a penguin day? Yeah, we oh might. We God. might go. Penguin day. Yeah. Penguin day. Yeah. Penguin we, day. We can get down there. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Uh, but it's going to be for us. It's going to be like we're going to. We want to do a panel and then we want to meet people and board game and play stuff and have fun. You know. And and that's I think that's what conventions are, and I think, I, I think the idea of like, all, having done it enough, the whole like booking appointments to visit our game. Oh God! Yeah. You get the exact you get the exact same experience had you not booked it. Half the time they forget you were even booked. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's worth true. booking appointments for the behind closed doors stuff, but that really is about it for the most part. It's, and honestly, as we discovered, like people actually. They don't want intense convention coverage, and the numbers suck. It's not worth it. Like the, we had this the weird thing where the stuff that we actually filmed ourselves got less views than us just talking in the hotel room over B reel. Like it, that it was, right. yeah, it was like, well, yeah. okay then. I guess we take a smaller number of appointments. We just focus on the stuff we real we're really interested in, and. It sort of sucks for indies, but simultaneously, I think it's a much better idea to cover <coughs> indies when they launch and not six months before they launch, because no one will fucking remember by the time it comes out. So there's no point. It's actually like doing them a disservice, I think. Yeah, and the worst, when you go talk to them, 90% of the time, they're like, no, okay, this is alpha footage, remember, so if something goes wrong, it's alpha footage, it's alpha footage, and it's like, yeah, I don't I care, we, we get I just want to play it. your game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand, <laughs> I understand. 
I'm not going to be like, oh, it didn't work. It's like, I, well, I'm terrified. I think a, a lot of the indie guys are terrified that it, the game will show badly and like a YouTuber will hate it. And then that's like, well, that's your game done. It's like, no, it doesn't really work that way. Like no one YouTuber has the power to tank a video game like that unless it is unbelievably bad in the first place. Like uh, Guys at the Wolf, for instance. But to be fair, that tanked itself. You know, so I don't think it's uh, it's too big a deal. But yeah, I, I we're definitely changing our approach to conventions now. And come, it's, just, it's come not worth me. doing it. In, come it's chill not, with me at a convention. Come, come chill. Come chill with me at a convention. I had so much fun at being intense. Out. You know, come it's chill. The intensity is pointless. It is. It's a lot of hard work, and ultimately, people like the the quality of content you produce is probably not very good because you're rushing between games. You don't even have enough time to really settle into a rhythm. You're rushing yeah. all over the fucking place. You're playing games that you don't really fully understand and that you haven't been properly prepped on because there's so many of them. You've got to do like 30 in a day. It's it's not worth mm -hmm. the hassle. Don't. No. Just don't. Yeah, not man. doing it. Not doing it anymore. Not doing it. That's what I've been doing come, from the beginning, y'all. Come, yeah. come relax. Come relax. <laughs> come spend like a, you know, a Jesse day. You need a Jesse day. Let me take you. Look, we, we went day one. We ended up at like. Some what I assume is a drug den that had really good oh, food. Oh yeah, what sweet yams? What we went this to place sweet called sweet yams. We, we walked sweet over this yams. place that was in like the ghetto. Got ourselves. It was delicious, but it looked like a drug den. Then we then yep. we like we had a great time. We went around. We cruised. We hung out with fans. Man, you need a Jesse day. I will. <gasps> I will help you relax. We went to that Mexican restaurant with the oh, good yeah. margaritas and go the insane uh, electricity bill. <laughs> our Uber driver was like. You should check out this Mexican place. They got great margaritas. And we were like, oh, what about the food? And he's like, they got great margaritas. <laughs> we were like, oh. But is, but is the food good? I mean, I really like the margaritas. And Jesse was like, we're in. <laughs> we Just, were like, no. Well, here's the thing. You drink enough of the margaritas, the food tastes great. Food's great. Fantastic. Best thing ever eaten. halfway to a Jesse day. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the, it's the kebab formula. It's that simple. You know, you will literally eat anything after you've drunk enough. You know, so go for it. Now, Dodger, I heard there was—I heard you uh, had a bit of an altercation with the enforcers. Uh, there was something. Oh, we did at that. the friend zone panel. It was amazing. What happened? What happened? No, it was like <laughs> we basically just like really pissed this guy off because most of the friend zone oh, panel yeah. is a Q and A. So there was, you know, nice big line. There was a sign that popped up that said five minutes, which we always ignore, and then. <laughs> It hit one minute and he started making everybody sit down and we were like, what's what's happening? No, don't sit down. And he was like, you have one minute. And we were all like, just like, lightning round, get back line. in line. Yeah, we were like, back in line, everybody. And they all ran up and he was doing this. No, no. It was like, oh. started walking up to like stop us, like started to come up the alley. Just like, no, no, how do I, how do I do? How do so I stop funny. this madness? Yeah, I don't think he Can't really realized what a lightning round meant for us, though. <laughs> I look, I feel bad for enforcers when I when I get up there, I lose I all respect for their position. <laughs> and so I'm like, we're just gonna go until they kick us out. That's what happened. When we were at our panel. I was like, ah, the hell with it. Two more questions, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Hey, we, what we, we all like. Yeah. We all have an appreciation for enforcers, I think, especially since like we've done enough paxes and stuff's happened where yeah. enforcers have really been like top top oh, dogs, yeah. you know, to the point where I I get pissed off when people like fucking insult enforcers and just say they aren't doing a good job. I'm like, no, are you fucking kidding me? They're great. 
Like, yeah. th there's, like, maybe one bad apple in, like, two years of doing Paxes that I know of that just, like, hey, I have a position of power, I'm going to abuse it. Everyone else is fucking lovely. And oh, and the YouTuber guy. They do a guy. great job. The YouTubers. Oh, my well God. <laughs> yes, there was another guy when we were, like, walking through this room all dressed up in, like, animal costumes ready to do this bullshit panel that we all love. Um, This guy, this and a utilicult enforcer, Walked by us going, where are the YouTubers? And we were like, oh, no, 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 no. no. Like, the YouTubers, where did the YouTubers go? And we were like, oh, God, does he mean us? What's happening? <laughs> and it turned out there was another panel that was like, YouTubers. Oh. And he approached this huge group of guys who were just like in a circle minding their own business. And he was like, I can't believe that you guys walked through that tunnel when you didn't have an, any accompaniment. You can't do that. And he was like telling them off. Wow. So There's literally hardcore. like four okay. people watching their panel. There's like four people ready to watch their panel. It was like, why are you getting mad, dude? <laughs> I felt so bad for them. We were like, well, we're just going <laughs> to. <laughs> Walk, Walk away in our animal costume. Walk away as, as, as oblivious as possible. <laughs> it's be like YouTubers. What are those? They sound Who dumb. We are but, but like, the animal but like, friends. For, for real though, after it was over, the guy came up and I was like, I'm really sorry. We were just we were just yeah. being stupid. And he's like, it's the people after you have a lot of setup to do. And I was like, I know. But you know, you know, we do it for the kids. And he's well, like, shut end, up, Cox. <laughs> in the end, you know, we have to be the good guys. We were like, no, fuck the man. More questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we like how we those guys the man. The panel. <laughs> yeah, That's how you don't like get a panel guys. again next year if you keep pulling that shit. Don't it's do too that. too late. I already got one for East. It's too late. It's <laughs> yeah, but here's what they're going to do. They're going to gradually downgrade you to the smallest, shittiest panel room they can, and they're not going to tell That's you great. about it until the last the minute. The same people will still yeah. show up. That's and then they'll have to turn away so many people. That's more of a hassle for them. You've got this all figured out. You guys play the system. They'll be look. I saw the crowd outside Markiplier's panel. That was a small room, and those kids cried when they couldn't get they in. Literally oh my cried. god! Oh my god! I, and I, there was I a immediately wall decided. Bodies just. I wanted that so badly. I want. <laughs> I want a small room where people are forced to cry because they can't get in. <laughs> Holy we had a, crap! A similar that experience. At the last minute, we arranged the British expatriate panel at the Escapist Expo. That was me, Jim Sterling, and Yahtzee on the same panel. And that got kind of crazy because the room was by no means like we could have filled the theater easily with the amount of people. And there was like 100 seats and there were about 400 people. It, it was really kind of sucky. Like it's, it's actually why like we, we made it a priority to make sure it was filmed so those guys could get it uh, to actually watch it. It was a fun battle. Like it, we we'd never met. I I'd never met Yahtzee before that event. He's fucking awesome, incidentally. Um, surprisingly shy considering you know yeah, yeah he's, he's a shy guy uh but he's he's really cool he's really chill like him a lot and jim sterling is just a big cuddly bear that drinks and then goes to play <laughs> pokemon in his hotel room late at night i, I assume that wasn't a euphemism for anything but knowing him it could oh, be. oh it was oh it was <laughs> i'm gonna go play pokemon yes i'm gonna go uh upgrade my charizard if you know what i mean Unleash Get the Pokeballs, if you know what I mean. Uh, trying to think myself. of a Diglett joke. He's Get that's the only one that I can think of. Get out the, uh, the like Onyx dick. immediately. It was Onyx, yeah. yeah. That's a snake. <laughs> if you're feeling really it's sassy about sterling. yourself, you can call it Onyx. <laughs> <laughs> more of a oh. Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Christ. All right. So oh, yeah, we boot a guy. We boot a guy on the way out of our panel. Why did you do that thing? For, for years, I've seen people leave panels early, and so some guy got up and left our panel early, and I was like, everyone boo him. <laughs> and so that's that's so, cruel. What the fuck? Well, he, he tweeted thing, later. He, he tweeted us like, and said how much he loved it. He was oh, like, right. <laughs> nice attention. Like, hey. right, okay. So. Jesse's, I've, I've realized the more events that I go to with Jesse and the more times that I'm on a panel with Jesse, Jesse's that guy who will just tell everybody that they're dumb and he hates them. And they're like, Jesse, I love you so much. I'm like, I don't understand. I literally don't. People come I, up and he's like, wow, nice jacket, nerd. And they're like, ah, Jesse. <laughs> Pay to be insulted by your favorite YouTube video person. Yeah, if I could do panels... That. And live events for life and not actually have to work, I'd be set. I love those things. I could do them <laughs> Some every people day. Do. Some people just do the circuit. Yeah. Holy crap. That'd Hell, I fun. think like most uni- a lot of university professors and speakers like base their entire career on that principle. Yeah, you should be- Oh, Jesse, you should be a motivational speaker. But the opposite. <laughs> you'll, you'll tell everybody you're a motivational speaker and then you'll show up and be like, guess what? <laughs> Life's going to be really hard forever. Prepare yourself. And then you just walk I out. Think- I think during our lightning round, I don't remember. I don't remember much about what we what we did during our panel. It was very much a blur. But I know that <laughs> during our lightning round that Crendor and I had, some guy, some guys like, uh, "What would it take to go out on a date with you?" And I was like, "Having a vagina." I think was my answer. It was. Like, I don't. That was. I your don't. Answer. I just don't think. And it comes out, you know, Jesseisms. And then there's a just, then there's a Tumblr post about it, and everything's horrible. It's yeah. like, you know, why don't Look, you? S- if you got it, look, if I've said before. Yes. This is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time, one of my friends, because he's, he's, you know, he's a bad kid like that, sent me this this text that was like this this very attractive woman getting plowed, right? And But when you scroll down, story that attractive, going, that attractive woman, when you I scroll expected. down, the attractive woman had a wiener. And then I thought, I sent him a text back like, look, here's the deal. That's still an attractive woman, even with that wiener. Like, I'd still do that attractive woman with the wiener. That was an attractive That was a very attractive woman. And he was like, eh. I was like, don't uh hurt me. That was, that was a hottie. So I'm just saying. So what you're saying is you lied at your panel. Yeah. What I'm saying is you, you just have to be, be beautiful. a hot be looking beautiful. feminine human being. Oh, yeah. That oh, that works. That yeah. does work. And you have to have a nice rack. <laughs> and boobs. Okay, so boobs. Have boobs. I don't know what a hot feminine face. I'm very, very, very glad that Jesse has such high standards and is clearly looking for a meaningful relationship in his life. I got the (laughs) look. If you, if you, I got them from my parents. If you watch the the Q and A with them, they asked my, I asked my parents what I'm looking for in a uh, in a woman or something. What they expect a woman. My dad's like, is she warm? Like that was (laughs) what. Like that's all they expect from me. They're just like, is it alive? Is, it, is that is it alive? That's the yeah, standard? That's exactly how I took that. I was gonna say, like, does that mean <laughs> yes. like, is she like a warm human being? No, no. Like, is, she, is, she is she breathing? Is she breathing? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They just want grandparents get me. They do. They do. Like Jesse, they're <laughs> disappointed in you. My standards are very low. They're disappointed in you. The longer this goes on, the more they're gonna push you. Just like, look, just whoever you can get. Honestly, at this point, like, <laughs> yeah. we don't really mind. <laughs> Oh, all right, let's talk about PAX. Uh, should we talk about PAX games first or games we've been playing? Because, I mean, I guess you guys haven't been playing many other than the PAX games. So uh, what do we want to start with? 
Man, I actually um, didn't play much at on the PAX four. So. Okay. All right. So I, if they want, if they want to talk about all the stuff they played, oh, we could just do that in the like second hour. I mean, I, I don't no, no, know. I got, I got you. I got you. I got you. So the three big things there were um, one, the 3ds, which was the new 3ds. Yeah. I'm gonna let you know, new 3ds XL is the shit. Why? It is finally got to touch it. It's so cool. Why? It follows your face. The first that thing that's really important worthless. is the what exactly else does it do? So, so the. Well, I mean, here's the deal. If you love 3DS, you'll love this even more. If you thought that 3DS offered you nothing good to begin with, then you won't care about the new 3DS. Like, there's difference-wise, there's not much. But if you want the 3DS experience that you should have got the first time you bought that 3DS, this is the, the, the handheld. Like, the, the 3D, when you move, it follows you so you don't have that weird, like, you're playing at an angle. It follows your eyes. So everything's in 3D all the time. You can turn it on and off. That's fine. But um, I actually want to have it on now. I, I have a 3DS. I don't turn it on. I've never turned the 3D on. I don't know why I would ever need it. Um, I still don't it, see why I'd use it, it, honestly. It has, I mean, it. I don't think it, it, I think the thing is it doesn't detract from the game. I have a lot of feelings that when I play with the 3DS now, if I'm playing with 3D on, it detracts from the gameplay experience. Okay. So I turn it off. Yeah. Um, it has the the uh, the C stick, whatever that little tiny yeah the little the nipple, nipple. The nipple. yes yeah the yeah, nipple three D nipple. Thank God for that. Monster Hunter Four with that is it so much better. Shit like it's better. infinite. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Uh, and then the games. Monster Hunter Four. Holy crap, that was fun. I thought it was gonna be too tiny to play, which is why I, I wasn't that. interested at all. It's not it's though. Great. I um. It's great. Yeah, I I didn't play it at PAX, but I have a. I have a copy that I've been playing, and it's really, really fun. And I, I worried about the same thing, that I would get really frustrated with how small the screen is because I'm so used to playing it on the Wii U. But it's it's actually super fun. Yeah. And I don't have the nipple, unfortunately. So I still I have don't to, like, like Monster Hunter. touch the dumb screen. Why not? Crender. I just get bored. I'm just actually, like, I'm just sorry. I can't be monsters. upset with you. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, I was playing it there. And I was like, all right, like, it's cool, but I don't want to play it, like, outside of that environment where I'm just, like, test. Like, I don't know. I just That style of game just bores me. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just so you're not, not much of a Dark Souls player or anything like that? No. I, just, I don't know. I never, they have similar mechanics. Even, they have, it's a similar weight to the combat, like, and, and yeah. the way that, like, there's nasty big monsters and kind of slow moves and a lot of emphasis <laughs> on dodging. I've yeah, been trying to play the with the great hammer. It's so frustrating. The Fox hammer in Monster Hunter. You're just like, to swing that thing. Uh, it does a ton of damage, but if you don't time it out perfectly, it's so obnoxious. Oh, it's I'm the probably gonna new Zelda. Down. The new Zelda is really cool, though. Oh, Majora's You mean the old Zelda? The old, yeah. the old, well, the old Zelda. The old it's but, the same game, right? Yeah. But yeah. I feel like but that's the one really where... Well. On the new 3DS, I noticed how much better the graphics looked, even without the 3D, because I turned the 3D off, too. Yes. And it just, yeah. like, all the colors looked really vibrant, and Majora's Mask already is a pretty vibrant game. Yeah. But um, the only unfortunate thing is that the intro to Majora's Mask takes for fucking ever. And so you're just sitting there like, one day I'll play this game. It looks mm -hmm. beautiful. But one day I'll play it. You just... And that's why that line took so long, in case you were yep. wondering. Um. Awful. Other than Nintendo, the biggest, I think, draw there for me was the Dreadnought Grey Goo booth. That place was insane. 
Um, Dreadnought? I don't know if it's going to be awesome or if it just was fun to play there. But it's basically 5v5 battle cruisers, like space cruisers. Yeah. And, you know, you can have, like, little Corvettes and Dreadnoughts and all sorts of stuff. And then you just go at it against an enemy team. And uh, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. Our team got its ass kicked because someone went 0-15. Whoever that person is, shame on you. You shouldn't play video games. You cost us the victory. But um, it was a lot of fun. And Grey Goo is, was a blast. Greg is uh, we played. I love that. We we played a ridiculous view of it. Uh, view. We played a ridiculous demo, but um, I didn't get really to see much, so I still have to go actually buy it. But uh, it was fun, and those were like the big ones. Oh, um, what was that one gigantic game? The gigantic. Oh, gigantic. It's, it's, there, uh, it's a Dota style yeah. uh, third person sort of game, right? It's yeah, ish. I think. Yes. That looked really cool. Yeah, I wanted. Um, I didn't get to play that, but it looked really cool. Like watching people play it. Yeah, Gigantic is uh, – we talked about this a few weeks ago. I had a chance to play it uh, at Gamescom, question mark. I don't remember when that was. But um, it's basically – That was a while your, ago. Yeah. Um, it it might it might have been Prime. I don't remember. But uh, it was you play as – you know, it's a five, I think, five or six team uh, comp, and you go against another team of the same. And you have these giant – either like this dragon man or this owl or all sorts of crazy things – and they are your gods, and you have to sort of unleash their power on the enemy team. And by doing that, you go around and kill stuff and take objectives. It's very sort of like next-level smitey. It's, I think it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, I think the graphics are its biggest sell. Uh, if you like kind of the art style that they went with with uh, Overwatch... It's very sort of similar to that. It's like it's it's, it's a, a colorful game. Yeah, I think we, yeah. we showed it on the show like last mm. week when it was brought up, and I think a, a lot of people <clears throat> were saying when it, it sort of turned up, and then Overwatch turned up. It's like oh god, Overwatch is going to stomp all over this damn thing. But it doesn't seem like it's it's not the same game at all. Really, Overwatch is not, not at a, all not a Dota style game at all. You know, right? It's it's definitely. I think it was the biggest line there. I, I would yeah. I, I, it would That's be safe cool. to say that. Was I, the I'm really line. happy to see that. And then uh, there was a megaton of indie games, a lot of indie games. Twitch, Twitch had yeah. a big booth, but and, and Twitch, Blizzard I think, had was the with the Twitch booth, booth, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blizzard and and Blizzard was at their booth too, and and the line for that was insane too, mostly because and it was funny because the game was here uh, Hearthstone, which okay, but <laughs> they were giving away Heroes of the Storm codes, so everyone there was just like. Oh my god! And I think it was like yeah. for the first 100 every day or something like that. So yeah. the lines were insane. Oh, um, that one game was fun. Uh, Night Squad. What? Night Squad. Uh, as in with Night the Squad. With a K or an N? With a K. Okay. What does that sound like? So you play as like it's, a it, bunch of knights. Yes. Because and... Dodger, we played that uh, at one of the packs a yes. while ago, and I said, "Yes, play it on that game's super fun. It's great. We did it play is it on really Friendzone." Yeah, they updated great. the game. They added new modes. Uh, they made one now where you have a laser, and the lasers like shoot across the screen, and they're really slow. So like you're chasing each other. Um, there's a soccer uh, version, a football version where you have to get a ball in, but you're still using swords and stuff. We played yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a lot of, of modes in it's that. It's just game. like a really fun, fun party game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. <gasps> yeah, oh, we're back. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> what did you say? 
I was talking about how I get to be the Orange Knight, and then I was like, the Orange Knight, he's so beautiful. I'm so excited, the Orange Knight. I love him. I love him so much. And you guys were just, it looked like you were all just staring at me. And I was like, somebody no, stop I, me. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't hear a word you were saying. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, it was about. just like all frozen. It was like. Um. It, yeah. yeah. No. That was a. That was a ton. Don't of do fun, that, that. Scared game. me that that was just happening again. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's yes. Amazing. So what nice that, one. Grinder? Apparently. I don't good. know. <laughs> Another game that I really, really, really liked uh, was Rebel Galaxy. I've heard a little bit about this. Um. Imagine a open universe space <laughs> sim kind of thing where you're the ship. But you're also, you know, the captain of the ship. But you're a ship, and you can build stuff onto the ship. And when you warp or when you move around or when you go to missions, you are doing it in real time. So the warp, you're, like, in real time warping to get there. Um, and then when you go to space stations, it's kind of Dragon age It's kind of, like, the best part of uh, that Divinity game that we really liked. Uh, the Dragon Sin. Commander. Oh, Dragon yeah, Commander. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the... Part of that game that was fun. It's the part where you are going to go talk to, you know, your, your crew and, and get involved in what's going on. It's that part. It's sort of that Dragon Age. You like you're, when you go to the space stations or the bars, you're doing all these communicating things and, and taking quests and, and making, cho like, conversation choices. And then when you go out into the real world, you're in this spaceship and you're flying around and you're fighting in real time. It was a lot of fun. It was is it a, on a really, three, really is it like game. a fully 3D plane? It looks like it's on a 2D plane. Like it, you can't go up and down. Is that true? Um I that's a great question. I did not even try. I don't know. Mm. Um I if if I assume it has the illusion of it if it's not cuz I remember things being below you and above you, so I don't know I mean, I was able to target them, so I assume the ship moved, but I didn't actually try. So I don't know. That game looks fun from the footage. Although yeah, all of the footage was outside. So I didn't get to see any of the stuff going on inside. Yeah, if you go to like the Rebel Galaxy website, they have like the inside stuff where like you can see the different aliens and the like different crew people. And you can hire mercenaries to join you and fight on your side. I like the amount of, of lasers that are coming out of the ship in a very obvious way. Like it really does <laughs> so look many. Like, it looks like a capital ship fight, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> you can you can, uh, the thing, with, oh, this is what I told him when I played it. Because he was like, he was like, we tried to go for, for a specific feeling. Um, I told him it's basically, this is exactly how I feel. It's the cool part of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It okay. has the same mechanics as the pirate fights. Right. When you're on your ship, it feels the exact same way, but in space. And I was like, I dig this. I really, really liked it. So that was, that was a lot of fun, too. Um... There's the town of Salem, but I don't think that's new. Yeah, town of Salem's not new, but that's a fun game. It's a party game. Yeah. And, uh, have you played that, Dodger? Town of Salem? No. Isn't that? Does it is, take place in Salem, that's, Oregon? That, that's just mafia, isn't it? Like they just put yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the mafia. Yes, role. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you have to figure out who's the bad person. You can hang yeah. your friends oh. and stuff. What? That yeah. sounds they great. They have like a hundred different roles or something. <laughs> like they got a lot of them. Yeah. And, oh yeah, Social Justice Warrior. Yes, Holy let's hear about crap. this. <laughs> Did not that game is amazingly <laughs> oh my fun. God. I don't even... Um, Social Justice Warrior, you play as either a Social Justice Paladin or a Social Justice Cleric or a Social okay. Justice Bard, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you roleplay fight, basically battles... You argue on the um, internet, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you, you have to argue logically. You can't just, like, dick around. 
So well, that, I mean, that's a completely unrealistic when it comes to arguing say, on the internet. Nice. Well, you have two bars. You have your sanity and your reputation. Sanity, and you, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's so a big you lose your sanity, you're done. Yeah. You lose your sanity, yeah. reputation, you're just done. And so, um, like, uh, uh, the guy you're fighting might say something really offensive, and so you could counter that point. But the better idea would have been to just retweet it, and then. People would bombard him, and he'd lose both sanity and reputation, like that kind of stuff. So, like, he's like, I mean, I don't want to sound racist, but you know who I hate? And then you just retweet, and then, it, like, the guy gets destroyed. He's like, oh, and he punches the screen. It's great. Yeah. And then, like, uh, mages can show up to help you, and a bard will come and sing your praises. It was really that, silly that and a lot of fun. sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, do, do you think it has, like, a message behind it? And if so, like, what is the message? <laughs> um, I would say, like... I think sitting down, I originally thought the message would be like, um, you know, like, like, this is sort of a silly phenomenon. But I think it was it, it, like social justicing in general. But I think the overall message of the game after playing it was like, all of this is stupid as shit. Like, everything that is going on, like, this is silly. Don't treat and people it was, it, like pieces of shit. Treat them like people. Yeah, and the yeah, guy was like telling us that all the quotes he got for the game are just real quotes he found on oh, the internet. Oh, shit, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. It was, it was, it's a very simple, very cute game. That sounds and, like uh, fun. I, I'd play the shit out of that. That, that reminds you can me of like, real-time uh, argument simulator? Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you can be like, uh, oh, I shit. provide you factual evidence on why you're wrong. And they're like, they completely ignore your factual evidence because their opinion is right. And you have to like pick a different like side to go at them to take them down. Oh yeah, there's... There's oh, one of your options cool. is a dodge, so it's like a you know just a normal RPG, but you have like a dodge option, uh -huh. but it's t but it's the options labeled something like block or unfollow, something like that. But if you do that, the guy will be like, "Oh, can't handle the argument, huh?" And so you can like <laughs> either keep going. Oh yeah, it's pretty great. You can like if you're the bard, you can heal up by falling back to your subreddit. <laughs> it's <is> pretty great. <laughs> I a lot. It's That's really funny. That That's sounds funny. like a lot of fun. I'm absolutely into that. Yeah. So I don't know if that's I think it's being greenlit or something, but if it the devs be. are really I think, cool I think it's too. already been greenlit, actually. I'm pretty sure it got through green light. Not that it takes yeah. much to get through green light these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see. think I like just hearing the name, I would have assumed yeah, that it's the game yeah. was created to like attack a certain like group of people. But it sounds like it's it's more just attacking the whole idea of trying to argue with people on the internet in general, yeah. right? Just yeah, like yeah. how, how ultimately pointless it always winds up yeah. being. <laughs> hey, you know, that, that's maybe I'm reading too much into it, but isn't it very interesting that both the troll and the uh, and the other person look exactly the same? Oh, they're exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I cannot imagine that that's not deliberate. There's, yeah, it, it, it's. I, I definitely thought sitting down that it was the, the idea that you're playing social justice warriors and you're a cleric or I thought it was like spoofing the whole idea. Of, of that but it's totally it's totally not it's very much like you're just trying to make points on the internet and some guy is always countering your points but getting aggressive about it and so mm -hmm. you have the choice to either get aggressive back or defend yourself or retweet his shenanigans right and each one of them i think the, the paladin was twitter uh the bard was reddit Grendor. one of them is facebook yeah. like each of them is a different thing and yeah. so each of them has different powers <laughs> And it was and sometimes like you'll you'll get intervened by like the social justice sorcerer or the druid and they ask you a question like what <laughs> is the best way to create a good society? It's yeah. like random. And if you like answer, that. there's no right answer. Like it, like one of the questions was like, 
If you were in charge of society, what would be the people you got rid of? And it gives you only bad answers. And so it's sort of like <laughs> yeah. that, you that's great. Oh, I that's. fucking love that. You know, that's that's poking fun in all the right places. You know, it, it seems like it, it's poking fun at the notion of uh, it's we don't have online debates. We don't have online discussions. We have online wars that involve people either shouting past each other or shouting at each other and just throwing punches always. And there's n never anything good ever comes out of it. And it's really cool that a game's kind of tackling that and doing it in a funny and accessible way. Hell, for that, for me, that game might be therapeutic. Like, I could maybe replace yeah. my real Twitter with that game. You know, just, <laughs> it's kind of like, I'll you know, it. getting off a really bad opiate on a slightly less bad opiate. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like hard drugs. Like in this screenshot, the... The paladin is like, talking about inequality and racism is incredibly relevant to resource distribution. And the intellectual what? troll <laughs> says, uh, I use a fallacy of relative privation. Oh, Why don't yeah, you so care this much out. about world hunger? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, that is a very real thing that we've seen over the last six months. You know, that's, uh, that's been all over the place. Yep. So, cool. Yeah, it's a, that seems like a nice piece of satire. And it looks like uh, mechanically it's a lot of fun as well. Like, really interesting, fast pace. Yeah. That's definitely worth checking out. Cool. If you if you like um, if you like the idea of StarCraft minus building bases, I think Boyd is a fun game. Um, oh yeah, I, oh, yeah, I, I keep getting cool. uh, so so Mike uh, Mike Rose, who was on one of my shows, who used to work for Gama Sutra, who now does the promo for Tiny Build, has been just like begging me to play that damn game. Uh, but it's supposed to, uh, it's a simplified team based RTS, right? Yeah. So yeah. basically, you are. I want to say you're kind of like little, I, like, I'm going to say, you're little spermy babies. And you're like, you're okay. like this primordial ooze kind of thing. That's what it looks like. And you go around, and there are different types of bases you can control. And you send those guys, and they have to beat it up. And then you can get, like, laser ones or ones that slow time or little, like, squid inky things or giant manta rays that heal you, whatever it is. And you have to keep taking over the map. But you aren't building anything. You're just strategically planning how to take over the map and it's fight It's a lot of micromanagement. Yeah. It yeah. seems so a bit Galcon-esque, like in the way that the units work. Is that true? Oh, I played this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, esque is is right. Yes. Uh, like it's, it's very much. He's sending swarms about, at people. Yeah, it's about managing the swarm yeah. and then defending against. It's about pushing the attack but defending against mm. the uh, aggressor. So Krenner and I played against each other, and like, it, it, it's it's. There was one match where he was. Uh, I thought I had a plan, and I totally failed because I put all my forces on taking this middle point. And Krendor was like, doop, 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 and surrounded me, and I couldn't do anything. Like it, it's it's about just being smart and and knowing what your like strategy is going to be and sticking with it. It's a lot yeah, of fun. I was real bad at this game, but it's it's more fun to watch for me. I thought it was really interesting to watch just because of the way that like the different bases kind of work and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it does it, seem it, like it, they've taken the basic Galcon principle of essentially capturing nodes on a map and sending a swarm to do it, and it's like swarm mm -hmm. versus other swarm. But they seem to have added unit types and different counters and things like that, so there's a bit more depth of strategy to it. So I can dig that. Yeah, Gal and you know, Galcon's the a very maps, simple game. The maps themselves have their own thing. So there's like one of those little circles you can take over. It's like a freezing trap. So anyone that gets near it, like shoots out freezing things. There's teleporters. Uh, there's like a poison one, I think. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. So it's very, yeah. it's very interesting. I had a yeah, lot of fun playing that cool. game. Um, I thought that they, I mean, they kind of look like spermies, but I also thought that I they looked you. kind of like little baby crabs because some of them have like the little hands. Well, they upgrade. Like, the spermies upgrade yeah, the baby the crabs. Ones. Yeah, you start with the sperms and they upgrade to baby crabs or manta rays or squid. 
Yeah. Isn't that, that if that's... you take the points that allow you to do that, right? Like yeah, if yeah. You, you, take, take the, the, you, have... you upgrade to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Neat. So it's almost like an art. If it was an RTS, you had to like take control of a building. Like if it was a neutral barracks, and people could like go and take the barracks exactly from each other. Yeah. 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 So I thought it was cool. Yeah. Oh, what was that Smash one where they pick up the world and throw it? Oh, at each other? Uh, check in, knock out. What? Yeah. Check in, really cool. knock out. Is that it's it? a really simple game where you are playing as not even any footage guests at a hotel. You're guests <laughs> at a hotel and. You are essentially just like picking up the world around you and using it as weapons. Okay. And eventually the map disappears and you fall to your death. So it's a really quick, sort of smashy type game where you're using the world to fight each other. It was a lot of fun. It was very cool. Yeah. Everybody playing it seemed like they were having a lot of fun playing it too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the trailer um, right now. Uh, it's, I've seen this art style quite a lot. I don't <laughs> mind it. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost kind of Fez-like, I suppose, in nature. Yeah. Ish. That's like the closest I can maybe come up yeah. with. <coughs> yeah, it really it's is it. just like pick up the world and throw it at somebody. That's a nice... Yeah, because yeah, I Each mean... Each character... I like the way the level evolves throughout the match, because obviously the, the, the level's breaking, so it's constantly changing. Right. Each character has their own abilities. Like the guy who is in the fox suit has wings and can fly. The little tiny alien can control... Uh, the, the 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 boxes that he throws in midair. Uh, there's a woman who can throw two at once. There's a big giant guy that's just really hard to like knock around. There's a bunch of different characters in there that are really fun, and sort of changes how you play it. Let's see. Um, what else uh, did we play, Grendor? Uh, I played um, Guild of Dungeoneering. <laughs> oh, that game's time. great. That okay, game sorry, is can you, super uh, pick, cute. What's the name of the game again? Guild of Dungeoneering. Guild it's a, of Dungeoneering. Okay. Yeah, it's a dungeon building game that's card based. So you have like a little dude that you start with and you don't play that dude. You're just trying to level that guy up and keep him alive and okay. get him like to the ultimate treasure and defeat the boss. Right. So like you draw a certain number of cards every time and there are seek cards, I think, that are part of the dungeon. There are hope cards that are like loot and then there are the monster cards. Right. And so you want to put monsters in your path that you can beat so that you can like That's get loot and, and gain that, levels it? it looks like it's, it yeah. yeah 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 but like you get so screwed trying to build because you know where the treasure is and so you're trying to like get the right cards to be able to build the dungeon so you can get to that treasure and you get so screwed when you're just like no i need to get i need to get there just get right there i don't quite cool. have the right room shape to do it yeah the yeah it's it, it, very cool. It looks kind of great. Is this on an iPad? Because I saw like uh, there was a thing on Touch Arcade that was previewing this. Uh, it was on PC there. Well, uh, it might be called. It, I think Guild I think of Dungeoneering. Guild of Dungeoneering. So, so like the objective is really cool because besides getting that main treasure, he moves around to wherever other treasures are, or he or he just progressively moves one tile at a time to that big treasure. Okay. So the objective is not only keeping him alive. <laughs> forcing him to fight guys around his level to level him up mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there's a timer and after a certain time a boss appears and the boss will hunt him down and kill him yeah he gets really impatient prepared. and he's like i'm just gonna come find you it's like a little funny too um they were asking me what i thought about it and if i had any feedback because i stayed at their booth for way too long they <laughs> came up to me and they were like you, you you've been here for a while but 
they didn't have a timed demo. It was just when you die, you're expected to walk away. And I hadn't died yet. So I was just there for a really long time playing this game. And they were like, how, how you doing? How you feeling about the game? Really, the only thing right now that I would say is that you start getting cards that are for a higher level than you can achieve in the amount of time you have. So like you start getting, you know, level four and five monsters when you you've still only had enough time to reach like level two. And you're like, I don't know what to do with these except discard them. Right. But other than that, the game is super fun and really, really cute. And I know that they're um, planning on adding a bunch more like little dudes and stuff like that. So it's cute. Yeah, you, you send him around to get, like, all the little treasures are items or shields or helmets or whatever he can get, and that's how he stays alive. And you just have to keep upgrading him and keep him fighting, but at the same time, you're actively trying to, to keep him alive. Like, it's really cool. Like, you're trying to hurt him, but keep him alive at the same time. You're the, you're the dungeon master, basically. Like, help him experience this dungeon, but live through it without being That's a, a good time. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't remember. There's so many other games. I just don't remember half of them. Right oh yeah, now. there's uh, that Sonic game. It's like Sonic. What? It's like Sonic. Oh, or is oh. Sonic. No, like he's Sonic. talking about Freedom Planet. Oh, he that, that's been out for Planet. ages. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We talked about Freedom <laughs> I didn't Planet. I know already. that. Uh, yeah, it's a good game. There's... You should uh, check that out. It's more of like a Saturn-esque platformer. Jesse, you streamed it for ages, didn't you? Yeah, that was like game. there's two hours of that. It's a lot of fun. It, it was a blast to play, and they they're adding. Uh, new character stuff and, and all sorts of cool things. So they were there for that. Great soundtrack um, on that thing as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. soundtrack's fantastic. This is like sports ball or whatever oh, that's please. called. Like sports. Oh, um, yes. It's not sports with friends. Sports ball? Shit. I thought it was sports I know, ball. I, was it? I, think I don't it was know. On, it was, yeah, we were playing it on, on, on Wii U, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Let's, okay. It was like uh, Joust. Up to four yeah. players take on the reins of exotic <laughs> birds. Oh, yes. that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I didn't really so, like that game. That's because they got their ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> that's because we destroyed them. They were like, is this, this just stupid. joust? Basically, it's like it's joust, like, but you get balls oh, in the this. middle of the net thing. Okay, so it's, it's didn't like joust because it we killed them. Football. Right? <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not a game. super intuitive game, I don't think. But I don't think that it's necessarily supposed to be either. It does seem like it's mocking the idea of ridiculous sports. It is. Yeah. yeah, you ride on different sized birds on teams, and you try to get. Uh, not oh, only are you trying to knock the other people out, but you're also trying to get the balls into the goal, which is in the middle of the screen. So you have to sort of angle it how you're going to hit the balls and stuff. Crenor's team just wasn't very good. We destroyed his team. And, he, and after they were done, they were like, man, this game sucks. The devs right behind him like, oh. Oh, <laughs> that oh that's that that's cruel. I was what? like, I, I loved it. I hate this it. game, and you guys suck. <laughs> oh, I was like, that game was sucks. You take your lunch better. money. Crenna, you're a terrible better. person. They were just, they were just reacting to the game better, that won't be. They were, <laughs> Are you no, sure you weren't just you bad? Just, like, there's always that possibility. They were bad. They were bad. They were bad. No. Um. Well, I mean, now is a good time to go to a break. We can come back. We can talk yeah. a little bit more about the games we've been playing at PAX, and then we can talk about the games we've been playing this week, and then we can talk about video game news. And wow! Apparently, for some reason, you listen to three hours of this shit. I have no idea. But we do have a word from our sponsors, as we mentioned. Oh, we Lord. make make a new ad every week. Some people have actually been looking forward to us advertising to them, which means you are truly <laughs> lost. So, a word from our sponsor, Squarespace, and we will be back after the break with yet more on the Corruptional Podcast. Please do not go anywhere. Please, if you don't mind. 
Hi, Dodger. You look busy. Uh, TB, don't bother me right now. This is a really important job. What's the job, exactly? Mugs. Mugs is not a job. Um, it is to me. You don't understand. I have thousands of mugs and no way to properly catalog them or share them with potentially millions of people online who are totally interested in them. Okay, so two things. One, have you considered therapy? Two, have you considered Squarespace? Squarespace? Tell me about Squarespace. What is that? Stop yelling! Squarespace lets you create a website for whatever you'd like. You can start a trial without even having to enter a credit card number. And if you head over to squarespace.com slash co-optional, you can get 10% off your first purchase and support our podcast. Mug functionality. Okay, tell me about mug functionality. Squarespace offers unparalleled mug documenting functionality with no prior experience required. Oh my god, the mugs are coming out of the walls. There's so many here. Oh my god, there are more at the door. What do I do? I can offer you a Squarespace discount at squarespace.com slash co-optional or this flamethrower. There's only one answer to that question. Die, you monsters! Die! On second thought, I think we should have stuck with Squarespace. Squarespace, create a site about something you love or despise. Get 24-7 support, enjoy a simple and powerful interface, and a site that works and scales beautifully on any device. Best of all, it's only $8 a month, and you can save 10% on your first purchase at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Thanks to Squarespace for their generous support of the Co-Optional Podcast. Squarespace, start here, go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. The music that you just heard in the break, if you happen to be listening to the live stream, is by Ben Prunty from the Gravity Ghost soundtrack. Ben Prunty's the guy that made the music for FTL, which everyone loves, rightfully so. Can I, uh, before we do a little bit more of that, can can I talk a bit about Gravity Ghost? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so that game's incredible. So that's that's the. It's hard to describe why I suppose without kind of playing it, but I can try anyway. It is a game that is you are a ghost and you are in space for some reason. You don't know why that is, and you have to get through the levels. And the way that you do so is by using gravity to slingshot your way around planetary bodies in the levels in order to collect the star. So it's kind of Mario Galaxy esque in a way. And that doesn't sound particularly fancy until they start adding in different powers, which will let you affect the way gravity works, and also different terraforming abilities, which let you change planets into different kinds of planets. So, like, say, there's a planet with a door in the middle that you can't reach. You can terraform it to a water planet, so then you can dive into the (coughs) door and get through it. And there's also this element where you have to reunite the spirits of animals with their bones and help them onto the afterlife by cuddling them, which is kind of sweet. What? Yeah, seriously. But the really special thing about it, you know, I mean, that's that all sounds pretty good in and of itself. But the really special thing about it is the story is phenomenally good. Like, it's this mystery as to why exactly all this has happened. Like, it appears like your planet may have been destroyed in some way. You've got to try and figure out why. And it it goes through these just really touching personal kind of cutscenes where the main character is interacting with people she knows before she became a ghost. And all of the writing is just... Mm, so good. It's got some great voice actors behind it. Uh, Ashley Birch voice acts in it and just just a perfect job. Like, absolutely impeccable. The The main character has this nice flippancy to her that I really like. And, you know, she doesn't appear to be... She just doesn't remind me of any other character. Like, she seems unique. And I think it's just down to really, really good quality writing. And it's the combination of all of those things, like these really fun mechanics, you're just kind of flying through space, slingshotting your way around planetary bodies, which is super fun in and of itself, with the idea that every time you reunite one of these animals with their body and help them pass on happily to the afterlife, you get another cutscene to try and figure out what's going on. 
and there's all sorts of other things yeah and it's like a hundred levels some of them can be beaten very fast because obviously like if you get it right the first time you can nail it easily but i think it's a absolutely awesome little indie game and with uh, ben Prunty's soundtrack cool. it's it's really great i i'm looking forward to beating it to find out what on earth is happening like there's a genuine sense of mystery that i'm really intrigued by so yeah i'm gonna keep talking about gravity coast whether you like it or not so yeah uh, have a look at gravity ghost if you're looking for a game along those lines it's on steam i think it's 15 bucks at the moment cool let's uh let's go back to talking about stuff you played packs uh, i think that was it we talk about, like, yeah, you guys all I'm play great goo right i well, bought no, it no. but i haven't played it yet uh Jess yeah no I, goo, right? I have it too i just haven't i mean the you stuff played i played the stuff i played was was uh, the game's beautiful like it's it, a nice looker it looks great. Um, I'm a little <laughs> disappointed that the stuff I got to play at, at PAX really didn't show me the stuff I kind of wanted to see in the game. But, I mean, I want to play as the goo. I want to be the goo is what I want to be. I don't want to experience things I've experienced before. I want to be the goo, and I want to destroy stuff. I will say that the reaction a lot of people had was it. it a lot of people treated it like it was when, if you remember when StarCraft uh, two. Wings of Liberty first came out. And people yes. were blown away by the game and the cutscenes and everything. It's that same reaction. People are really, really excited to play this game, which I think is good because there needs there hasn't been an RTS like this in a long time. Yeah. So uh, the, the last the last RTS like at least big RTSs we've got we've got some of the stuff that's a little bit harder to get into like War Game, which is very much kind of realistic real time strategy, and right. then of course we have stuff like Company Heroes two, which is a different kind of RTS very much so the way that it plays, but we don't have a traditional real-time strategy where it's build a base build a bunch of units go kill this dude and that's right. kind of what gray goo is it reminds mm -hmm. me quite a lot of command and conquer it's got a few ideas taken from different places like base building at least for a couple of the races very similar to earth 2160 the goo isn't similar to anything that i know of the way that the goo plays is really strange you start off with a mother goo and this goo needs to go around collecting resources. Whereas the other two guys, they build mines and they uh, they build refineries, basically, to extract. And they're very stationary. But the goo's hypermobile. So that, and that's the goo's biggest advantage. Because you can move around and it's hard to find you. Like, you can't rush the goo because the goo's probably not where you expect the goo to be in the first place. You can't rush the goo, Can't man. rush the goo, man. Can't Absolutely. rush the goo. You gotta take it slow. Everyone says... Everyone says the goo's slow, which is great for me. I like the slower pace. Like, uh, gonna, okay, I'm you're gonna hate the goo up. then. Uh, you want to play any of the other two races? The the thing here's right. the thing about playing the goo properly. You have to move constantly between resource pools. Whereas, That's fine. like, it takes quite a lot of micro. Like, you've got to be a little bit quick. Like, you can't just leave them lying around because you're gonna earn less resources than you would if you kept moving. If you can handle that, you'll love the goo. The cool thing about the goo is that you have to focus less on the idea of like. Um, the complexities of macro of building an army because you just you spawn off a, either a small or a large protein and then you click on one of the four unit types and it instantly builds them so like you build a small awesome. protein and he's like i want four uh delvers <coughs> or drovers is what they call i keep i keep getting it wrong every time that unit name i want four drovers which are these little basic units that have kind of a shotgun that comes out of their face because why the hell not so mm -hmm. you click that they instantly morph into four units and go you don't have to worry about waiting for them to build or anything like that. So you can be really adaptable and pull off some really annoying shit, like put artillery on a hill and have them just goop everything. It's the worst. I, oh God. 
Like you, you're just moving your army through. Like nothing's happening. It's like yeah, da, 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 da. suddenly goo from the sky. Your entire army melts and you just flip the <laughs> fucking table. It's just the get worst. Then. Yeah, you just get gooped. You do. And they're I they're the only race that can climb hills. So you need like a flying scout to look for them. And if you don't oh, have I one, play the goo so you're bad. fucked. Wait. So what's their? What is the the downside to playing the goo then? Uh, well, the, the micro... Sounds like there are a lot of upsides. There are some upsides. The The problem <coughs> is that you're, you have to expand a lot more and it's harder to defend your stuff. So like with the other two races, there's one race which is very much about build the smallest, most compact, defensible base you can because everything is linked by power conduits. But if you kill one of those conduits, you shut down everything. So it's in your best interest to make a compact base that has as few of those as possible. Another one's kind of modular, so they can expand a bit, but this obviously you still want to kind of be defensive and build walls. The goo... You don't have any defenses. There are no static defenses for the goo at all. So the goo has to keep moving. Gotcha. The goo's like, if, if the mother goo is found, the mother goo can fight, but she uh, and she's very good at it, but she moves very slow. So you can't, like, if the guy just starts moving backwards and shooting at you, you're in trouble. And if you lose a mother goo, that's like, not only do you lose, that's like losing a factory and a refinery at the same time, because they the goo does both. So... Yeah, there are there are plenty of disadvantages. It's also the hardest race to play. I would say the hardest race to get like really really good at. So mm. I think yeah, I think I, mean, I haven't noticed any balance issues so far. But then again, I haven't played enough of it. But I played a bunch of the campaign. I played a bunch of skirmishes. The only complaint I've got about that game is it's a bit slow. Like compared to StarCraft Two, it's a bit slow. But I think actually that's a plus for some people because they don't want yeah. a really super fast paced StarCraft Two. Oh god, three hundred APM. That's what you got to do in order to be effective. <laughs> you don't. Not in, not in Grey Goo. Like, you can do it a lot slower. It's got a really nice interface where everything's, like, bound to QWER. So if you play, like, Dota-style games, it's instantly familiar. So That's really cool. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. It's a really nice game. It's really good. Like, it, it's, it's a classic RTS in the classic style. It's got a great campaign. The CG work was apparently done by the guys that worked on Lord of the Rings. It's fucking great. It's like, great. it's Blizzard-level really cool. quality awesome CG. Mm -hmm. And it's got a great soundtrack by Frank Lepaki that did all the Command & Conquer soundtrack. Yeah, it's it's selling really on well on Steam. Steam right now. Obviously, people want RTS again. About fucking time. Let's get some on here. Let's go. Yeah. All about yeah. the RTS. All about that. All about that base. Yep. All about the buttery that biscuit base. base. So that's Grey Goo. I want to hear a bit more about Dreadnought. How much did you play of that? Because you mentioned for about five seconds, and that's maybe the game I'm most interested in right now. All right. Well, <coughs> Dreadnought is a game where... Um, Basically, it's 5v5, like I said, and you pick giant battle space cruisers, your capital ships, basically. Yes. And you're going against another team of capital ships. And the, the choices that, that we had available were the Dreadnought, which is this big, giant-ass ship that has missiles and has a warp drive. And the warp drive lets you – it's sort of like a blink, but it's like a really slow-ass blink because okay. your ship is very slow. Yeah. It's huge. It's defensible, but it's slow. And then – um. And that lets you, like, warp up right next to dudes. I crashed into one guy, and we both took a ton of damage at one point. But I killed him because he was like, I, I'm not prepared, right? Um, there's another ship that is uh, – I, I don't think it was the Corvette. Whatever it is, it's it heals, but also has, like, a tactical laser, like right. a phaser beam. Okay. Uh, there's another ship that's a giant – essentially a giant turret that fires a super laser out the front of it. So it's an artillery um, base, yeah. And then there's there's all these different ships that you can add to your your essentially your uh, I don't want to say squadron I guess I guess fleet would be a better term mm -hmm. and 
the battle that we fought on, or the battlefield we fought on, which I think might be the only one that was available, I don't know, was it was like above a planet, but it was like a factory world with mountains. And so you would use- There is another one. Um, we're actually watching Angry Joe's footage right now, and he actually has one that's kind of in an asteroid field with some space bases. Yeah, all right. I see it. So um, you would like, you can go up, you can go down, you can hide behind things, you can lure them out. You can get line of sight and fire missiles from across the map if you want to. It's very strategical. Uh, the thing I think it's great, I think the biggest point of strategy in this game is the energy management system. Okay. Which I think Joe, it popped up there, which is that little thing in the middle of the screen. You can switch between your shields, your weapons, or... Oh, so it's kind of like X-Wing-esque. That's cool. Yes. And that determines the fight as well. And you want to be doing that. The thing that we learned while playing is if you don't do that, you're going to get screwed. So if you're under heavy assault, switch to shields. If you want to get someplace fast, you can turn the engines on, I think was the third option. I never use it, so I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, or you can use the weapons. And you also have an energy bar as well. So that decreases while you're doing that. And it affects all your other systems. And so you have to keep going back and forth and changing. And I love juggling it, energy bars like that. I think that's a really yeah. cool idea that's uh, underused these days. So it's very, very cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, it looks good. It looks pretty, I gotta admit. There's a lot of detail in the ships as well. I like the way that the turrets slowly move along with you. Like, so yes. it's, it feels like tall ships in space, in a way. Like, it's like a kind of an ancient, like, sea battle that's going on mm -hmm. right there. And it, it feels that way, but it also feels like it's very, very team-focused. I Just the experience that I had playing with, ran, like, four of the random dudes, mm -hmm. if you go in there without a plan, you're going to get just slaughtered. Like, we, uh, it, it it very much felt like, you know, you need a healer, you need a guy who can, like, has a quick ship, sure. you need at least a big, one big giant dreadnought. Like, you have to have a mix of everything or you're going to get crushed. And it's something yeah. that we learned right away because we all went in with, like, dreadnoughts. We're like, let's do this. And it was a mess because our ships were so slow and the enemy was just whizzing around us. It's got, yeah. And so... It's something that, that it took a while to get, and we would have won, again, had some dude not gone 0-15, 0-15 guy, and it was <laughs> crazy. I was like, how can That's you be your that karma. bad? That's None your karma for the racing game. game. Which racing karma game is that? for the racing game at E3, where you lost that guy's t-shirt. <laughs> I'll never forgive myself for that. That feels so bad. <laughs> oh, well. Karma. I'm not good racing. He should have known. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a ton of fun. I think Dreadnought is definitely a game to look forward to. Uh, like I said earlier, I think the biggest thing that I'm concerned about is the, like, I, I say this with all games that are PvP and of this type, is longevity. Like, I feel like how long can you keep going back to this and keep playing it that would keep you interested in doing it, right? Because after a while, it's like, all right, well, I just had another space fight. That was fun. Right? Well, I, I it's, a, it's a free-to-play game, which means obviously there's going to be a progression path of some description. It's not... This is not a, like, a fully original game, because there's a game called Star Conflict, which doesn't really deal with capital ships so much. It deals with like frigates and corvettes and fighters. But it seems like a very similar kind of idea, where you've got a, you've got a team, you see exactly what's, uh, what's going on, you put your team composition together, and then you fight, and then once you blow up, you blow up. Like, it's like Counter-Strike, and that's kind of the end of the round. And then you, end up, <laughs> then you earn a bunch of currency, which lets you unlock different weapons and upgrade existing weapons, and then get different ships. And the concern of that, of course, is that everyone's always going to say, well, what if it's pay to win? Well, the problem is 
you're not going to be able to sell a game like that and keep a community going if it doesn't have a really low barrier to entry. So as people have found out, unless you are Titanfall, and even if you are Titanfall, you still have this problem. If you yep. sell a multiplayer-only game with a price tag up front, you can kill your game that way. Because you don't. if you don't have a large enough player base, it is a catch-22. Because people won't play your game because it doesn't have a large enough player base. But you don't have a large enough player base because people won't play your game. And it, that word gets around really fast. So, yeah, there's a risk it ends up being uh, pay-to-win, of course. But obviously, like, a lot of people have a really weird idea of what pay-to-win actually means. It's like, oh, you can get an experience boost? Pay-to-win! No. <laughs> Pay-to-speed things <laughs> up slightly. Yeah. The, the, way, the way this game worked when, when we played it, I think, was very, I think it was very smart. When you die, you get, an, it's like a 10-second respawn or something like that. So you, you get to learn from your mistakes immediately. And the respawn lets you choose a new ship. So okay. if you suck with a ship, you can learn, all right, well, I'm going to go back to this one. Or if the or composition if the other isn't is, right, you can shift things yeah. over. Yeah. I all think right. they did a really, that was really smart of them. I will say, it. chat's right, it reminded me of a lot of a game that was uh, StarCraft II had it on the arcade, where you played as Star just. Battle. Yeah. It yeah, I used to play just a like that. That was like the first, the, the first really good, like, StarCraft 2 mod was Star Battle. I played a shitload of Star it Battle. It feels just like that. It's great. Cool. I, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm up in that. I'm up in that grill. I'll tell you that for a fact. What was yeah. that other was space game that we saw? Boo! No was more was space that... games! <laughs> Boo! Phantom Breaker! Oh, there's only TV. one more. Phantom Breaker. Just that one game with the, the guy who was playing it and everyone crowded around him. And he's just like flying his ship doing missions and stuff. I swear to God. You mean Rebel Galaxy? The, the game one we that talked we talked about, about half an hour ago. Oh, yeah, that's probably God, it. you are useless. <laughs> Why do we even bring you onto the show? Because I provide oh, quality mugs, like this Eeyore mug. We don't want any more mugs. See. We've already dealt with that. With and there's a little on snail it. on it. Yeah. Look at the snail. We need to get you a Squarespace mug. That's how it's going to be. Squarespace. Don't worry, I'm putting together my website right now with Squarespace. Indeed. I could make an Eeyore Bug website if I wanted to with Squarespace. It'd you be could. a great thing. Absolutely. Um, True. Was there any... Uh, there were so many games there. I'm trying to remember the ones that stood That's out. That's driving me crazy. Um, did you... You didn't really get to play much, did you, Dodger? No, but I would love to talk about Phantom Breaker. We can talk about Phantom Breaker. I think we covered pretty much everything we played. Sure, alright. Whatever. Alright, that was PAX. Yeah. There you go. Hour and a half of PAX. That was PAX. The end. Cool. <laughs> Phantom Breaker, yeah. Talk to me about Phantom Breaker. Phantom Breaker is awesome for yes, anybody who played the Scott Pilgrim game and has been like, God, I wish there was another game like that that was just like a side-scrolling beat-em-up and that awesome sort of art style. You should totally play the new Phantom Breaker game. It's uh, it's so, so fun. It's like Scott Pilgrim if it was made If it was an Japan. anime, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... It's great, but TB, you were saying that it's originally just like a, a standard An fighting, fighting game. Yeah, I was told by and then some they turned of the it into a brawler. That the original Phantom Breaker was actually a fighting game, which explains a lot of the mechanics. Like, what what really got me about it is that it had a lot of uh, in depth mechanics, whereas a lot of brawlers are just like hit the button and kill shit. This had like a bunch of different specials, different special moves. It had guard canceling. It had emergency mode, which is essentially a combo breaker. It had uh, Phantom Breaker, Overdrive mode, and a bunch of other stuff that's very fighting game esque. And yeah. I like that's what I really liked about it because it means the game isn't as repetitive and you're leveling up as well to unlock a lot of that stuff. So you're gradually it does the really stupid thing that a lot of games do at the start where it's like, here, have all the abilities. Your powers are now taken away for arbitrary reasons. Uh, Re-earn them again. I, I fucking hate that. I kind of I'm kind of okay with that. 
Because then when I look at the talent tree, I know what I'm choosing. You know what everything is. Yeah. That's that's a fair point. I think there's maybe better ways of doing that. Like you could, I think, uh, like say the way Devil May Cry did it, where it just let you try out every move and showed you whatever. Is this a Vita game? Sorry? Uh, it was on Vita. I think it was on 360. It's now on PC as well. All right. I was about to say, it's on Vita. I'll never play this, but I want to play it. I... The video I looked up, it shows, first off, this little chibi anime girl beating up two guys who look like a cross between the Borg and a cat girl. Yeah. I, oh, this, I they got some weird so, enemies. There's a giant so fat badly. guy that assaults you with cake. It's there. That is yeah, a real the, enemy in that game. The concept of it is that you're transported into a parallel world um, where everybody is just so beautiful looking. <laughs> Can you play online with people? I don't know. Only oh, on the fine. Vita version. This is the biggest problem. They don't have online play on what? PC. What? That would be Ooh. awesome. Ooh. That'd be great. I'd be like, enough podcasts. So Let's go fun. play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. And like, like TB was saying, I love that when I'm playing, I'm constantly trying to, to memorize like what does what combo and how to do different moves. And like sometimes you'll stumble onto a move and you're like, oh, how do I do that? And I never really felt that way with Scott Pilgrim because that was more of a just like punch, 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 kick, punch, 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 kick, kick, kick. A lot of brawlers <laughs> fall into that. That's uh, as much as I love Castle Crashers for all of the really interesting levels and crazy shit that goes down. The combat is fucking repetitive. It has no yeah. depth at all. And that that's a real problem because you just get bored of it. It's like, uh, it was like playing uh, Turtles in Time Reshelled. I remember when that came out, we we're really enthusiastic about it. And then under level three, I was just like, uh, yeah. you know it's the yeah. same old shit but uh, you know, games like this do it better you know so i'm i'm happy with phantom breaker i think it's actually a lot of fun and it's it like looks, it looks very cute yeah all, so all the four main characters are all like basically the magical girls essentially like anime magical girls there's one with a sword one with a spear one with a big hammer in a maid outfit and one with yeah, daggers I put the little- I played the little ninja girl with daggers. Yeah. She's a cutie. And they all have some different moves. And apparently there's some unlockable characters as well that you can get. Does one so... have a staff? Well, there there's a one nerd with a... girl with a staff? Uh, she's got there's a spear. There's one with, with a, yeah, like a spear. Yeah, I played the one with a spear. She's Not pretty like good. Not like a quarter staff, yeah. That's she's that good. distance. That's that reach. <laughs> yep, gotta have That's that. That's why you always picked Donatello reach. in Ninja Turtles. Reach yep. is important. Yeah. Uh, but you have like you have like those dash moves that just like take out a bunch of people and stuff yes. too. It's so yeah. satisfying. You can like you fire still get the that... blue fire on the ground. Yeah, you still get that really satisfying feeling of like I am destroying Drawing people. people. Yes. What is it? It's really fun. Phantom Breaker. I'm buying this right now. It's getting yep. bought. Yeah, now you should. You'll like it's, it. It's I good enough it single player. Like it has local co-op <laughs> on PC, so if you're, someone's around your house, you can play with more people. But it's good enough on its own. Like as just a single player brawler. So, yeah, I like it a lot. It's just you want to beat a bunch of dudes and do 200 hit combos, you can do that shit. It's great. The, literally the only reason why I play Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> Brawlers are cool. We don't have Man. that many great ones. And there was a lot of the ones that do come out, like that fucking bear game with Fist of Awesome. <laughs> it's f- so fucking repetitive. Oh, Holy shit. Like you're talking very different things. No, not at all. But yeah, Fist, Fist of Awesome is like, hey, hey, we're really funny. No, you have a really boring brawler. Please, no. No more of that. There's what else? A, uh, mm. Actually, never mind. Mm. <laughs> uh, I played can... freestyle basketball too. Oh Christ! Wow. <laughs> okay. Freestyle right. basketball. Tell us about game. that. So, it's a game that came out in 2004 in oh, Korea. Oh, this is relevant. And it's been updated. 
No, it's been updated to the second version, and it's like street basketball three on three. I live streamed it. You have various character choices, such as Derek, uh, <laughs> and Derek, and uh, there's some other guys. There's this one guy who's just like this giant, like, uh, white guy who's like a center. And there's this like super skinny, like <sighs> Korean guy, like point guard. You got all sorts of characters that you can choose from. And then you go in and you play street basketball matches with people. And it's just, it's a very intense game. Very intense game. There's also a Korean it, pop music at the main menu screen. Would you say that it plays more to like the seriousness of street basketball? Or it does it have does. fun with itself? I'd have to say a little of both. I think it has fun with itself, but I also think it shows the uh, hard life of street basketball and really what these you players see, go yeah. through on the streets. And you would say uh, it, it highlights sort of a, an urban example of of what a game really means to them. You know, when it comes to yeah. needing sort of an escape exactly. from perhaps what their normal day to day life is like. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, spot on, brilliant. TV, TV. I think. <laughs> I think TV died. <laughs> God, that was boring. I think you, Holy I think you killed fuck. him. I think you killed Seriously, him. I carried all the teams I was on. I won MVP like four <laughs> times. I got all the rebounds. This one guy like kept throwing the ball away. I was like, no, 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 no. So, is this, is this if one you of love those games where you have to pretend that you're Korean? Or they'll kick you out. No, you don't you. have to. <laughs> you don't have to pretend <laughs> you're Korean. <laughs> You don't have to because, pretend like, you're Korean. Just will, me, because... will me the rest, TB. Put it in the will. Give me the rest. <laughs> I'll join you soon, buddy. They're all right. <laughs> well, I know that in, in Kansai Collection, that, that Ship Girls card game, uh, you can play it. Like, you can get onto the Japanese servers, but you'll totally get reported if you're like, hello, I'm an American playing Cancol. I'm so excited. <laughs> They like don't want you there, which is super weird to me. That that so. game, there was a an article. I can't remember if it was a Kotaku article or possibly like Polygon or something. I don't know where it was from. I'm hoping it wasn't from Polygon. They suck. But it was an interesting article because it was a guy that played that game and apparently like beat like the most hard thing, and it took him like four days of constantly trying to do it. And he just kept doing it, kept doing it. And eventually, like, he got this lucky crit, like, this ridiculously lucky crit from one of the ship girls. And he went insane. Like, it was just, like, tears of joy and craziness. <laughs> it was actually kind of cool to watch. I hear it's actually, like, a really fun game. I've only watched the anime. So yeah, it is from my perspective, bizarre, it's a story about but... girls who have the spirits of old Japanese warships inside of them and are just and trying so hard no to, to do their best <laughs> and make best friendships. That's what, the... that's what the anime is about. Yeah, it is that silly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, yep. what? It's girls with spirits of ships in them. The girls, the girls who shoot arrows, the arrows go into the sky and then turn into planes. <laughs> it's amazing. Really? It's amazing. It's, it's, it's makes so no great. fucking sense. Uh, <laughs> Japanese, am Listen, I right? Freestyle basketball is a lot more sensical than that. Oh, Christ, Go let's talk about that. dying light, please. <laughs> Just okay. Talk about dying light. Uh, Jesse, you've played dying light. Yes. Yeah, you play quite I a bit have. of that. Yep. I uh, I've been playing since they got review code to us twelve hours before launch. Well done, guys, you fuckers. It's probably Warner Brothers again. It's uh, they they claimed there was like some issue with it, but well, 
let's talk about the gameplay on it first. Like, what do you reckon to it from what you played? I I will say that it gave it's what I wanted from Dead Island. Dead Island progressively pissed me off the more I played it. Yes. I like Dying Light the more I play it. Mm-hmm. Like it has things in it that I think Dead Island should have had, but it's I think it's very much in the exact same vein. Like it, they're 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 oh, parallels oh, yeah. of each other. Oh yeah, like it it is Dead Island mixed with Mirror's Edge, basically. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, the the parkour elements are are great. Yeah, I think I some like of them. the instructions given to you about the parkour elements are a little like there's one part where they're training you to set traps and. Um, while they're doing it, they're telling you about how to jump from pole to pole and do things like that. Mm-hmm. But they don't give you in the game the proper example of how to do it. They just say do it, and that's like I know it's the first time. Of, it's sort of like a learn intuitive. for yourself kind of thing. Um, I think that later the problem is that later in the game, the learn for yourself of like doing it helps you a lot. Like I think that's that's the one thing in the beginning. It's a pain in the ass, but once you do it, you know what you can do and can't do. I think that helps a lot more than like, here is the tutorial. You have done the tutorial. Thank you. I it, I think it helped a lot. And so I think um, the gameplay itself, though, besides the parkour stuff, is is Dead Island. Like, yes, I mean, very it's, much so. that's exactly what it is. You go yep. from quest to quest, mission to mission, same location to location, system. save someone, get something new, have the same weapon. You can break the weapon. Now you got to go repair the weapon. You break the weapon really thing. quick as well, actually. They yeah. they go fast. Uh, you can repair them sort of mid-fight with weapon parts, uh, but also you could just grab something that's nearby. And you'll find like there's a lot of shitty weapons just lying around. It's like, this is a plank with nails in it. Use that. Uh, there's some traps around as well. I do like kicking zombies into spikes. That's fun. There's a bunch of spikes. It reminds me of Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. And you can just keep doing it. Like, they'll yeah. just pile up. It's great. We had we had this zombie which fell over and just went face first into the trap. Like, it tripped <laughs> over something. It just died. It was it was kind of great. Um, I what, spent $1,300 on a French wrench, which good, is a wrench. It's not yes. a dildo. Sounds like it. It's a, uh-huh, yes, it's a, it's a wrench. It's called the French wrench. It's a purple quality wrench that does 50 damage and has, like, 60 uh, durability. Uh, I expected it to be a little bit more flashy than it was, but it is a French wrench. So I beat I beat up zombies with it. It takes me three hits to kill them. It's like a tongue twister. The French I, wrench? Yeah, absolutely. The French wrench. Yeah. French the thing wrench. that I that I think I figured out is that it's not necessarily about fighting the zombies in this one. It's more about distracting, trapping, that kind of stuff. Like you'll run out of webs quick them- if you just take them on because they keep coming. Yeah, they don't fucking stop. Do yeah. You want to take uh, out I a think- few because they're lootable. Like, it's a good way to get some parts, but I would never, like, fight a horde under any circumstances. At least not at and the start. The deceptive, really great deceptive part about the game is when you're playing during the day, you can throw, like, sparklers and all sorts of... You can distract them. The zombies are dumb as shit. Like, they're just like, zombie. But at night, it's a different game entirely. And you're basically, like, the prey at night. And so you've got to... It becomes very dark, and shit is out to get you constantly and i think that makes it a, a entirely like it takes it up another notch and i think that's great i think they did a, a bang up job with that part so i can get behind it just for the night part alone but it, it's still again if you didn't like dead island i i i will say you may not like this as well it's better than dead island i'll give it that but it's still very much a parallel to dead island yes it's there is not an original bone in that game's body from what i can tell 
not one. Like, the the parkour is very Mirror's Edge-esque, and apparently the more you level it up, the more it becomes Mirror's Edge. Like, it, it starts off a little bit clunky, like it takes you a little while to climb up and stuff like that, but as you level up your agility, you unlock new agility skills, the way you basically become Spider-Man at that point. Like, you're just you're climbing up things super fast, you're sliding through everything... But what I was impressed by is even at the start, the parkour feels natural. Like, it's really nicely put together. It's never done the th- it's never done a thing that I haven't asked it to, which is more than I could fucking say for Assassin's Creed. Like, it, ev- I think true. it's a lot simpler than Assassin's Creed's parkour, but simultaneously, it just works, like, all the time. I've always managed right. to jump at the right thing. I think some people didn't realize, I was actually watching IGN play it, and they didn't seem to understand that you have to look kind of directly at the thing you want to grab onto before you do it. And if you don't do that, you don't grab onto it. And they were like, this isn't working. It's like, it is. You're just not doing it right. And it also informs yeah. you in the tutorial that you actually have to look at the... At the yeah, when you, when you run edge. across the skyscrapers and stuff to catch the kid, it pretty much tells you what to do and learn how to, how to do Yeah, how to there's do a the tutorial parkour. in the first 20 minutes that it teaches you all of that. So Yeah, you don't even see zombies. Like, you see zombies in a cutscene. And then you don't see them again for like twenty some twenty some minutes in the game. Yeah, because you're dealing with some stuff, and then you when you yeah. eventually go outside, you end up dealing with the zombies right there. I haven't experienced enough of the night cycle to really know what's going on. I was actually kind of disappointed because they script the first night cycle and you just go to yeah. bed basically, and that was yes. a little bit disappointing. But I think I'm coming up on the first real night cycle now, and apparently that, it is GB. not okay to fight zombies at night. It is no. not fucking all right at all. You need to run like a motherfucker. Stay on That's the roof. That's why you set up all the traps. traps. Yeah. Yeah. You- the only way you can survive at night if you're out in the open, like if you can get back to one of the bases or whatever, you can survive and, and live in there and fight in there if you want. That was our song. That was our Dodger has dropped from the call song and everything's gone horribly wrong. But we're back. It Wait, it was only me? I was the only one that dropped? Uh, We don't know what it I is. I think we all did. Yeah, yeah we yeah. all kind oh, of okay. just got it fell apart. I was, I was here. The stream definitely died. So yes, this was we did. not yeah, my there's, fault. Yeah, there's an issue of mind as well. So. It was like a micro drop. It was a bit weird. Okay, so yeah, back to the point. Uh, yeah, Dying Light. So yeah, at night... It's uh, apparently a, well, nightmare. You don't want to be dealing with it. Yeah. You don't, it, it, all the traps and stuff you set up, what I was saying is, like, the only way you can survive at night, TB, is by remembering where those traps are and going back to places you've been. If you yes. try to get to someplace new, you're going to die. Every mm-hmm. time. Every time without that, because they will hunt you down. And they can if climb you at so, night, right? Oh, they can come after your ass. They will track your butt down. Okay. Um, I would also say, be careful if you have friends who uh, have the game. Oh, because they, they can invade fu- as the hunter, right? Yeah, you can turn that. You can turn that off. You can actually you like can, yourself. yeah. But that's boring, and it's fun to out of nowhere be like the hunter has entered the game, and it's like no <laughs> shit, <laughs> no. And their whole life goal is to find you and kill you. Yeah, and you can't hurt them unless you hurt them with with ultraviolet light. Right. And so it's a mess. Yeah, oh, it's a mess. It's there's a lot of really cool stuff in the game, and I think comparing it to stuff like um, Mirror's Edge is a good thing. Like I say, like the parkour is like Mirror's Edge. That's great. That's that's like a good comparison. But you're but you're right. Like there's there's nothing transcendently new about the game. It, it's no. like if you played if you played another game, you play this game too. It's a recipe deal. with very familiar ingredients. That's kind of yes. but. That doesn't make it a bad game. Like it's it's a good solid title. Like it's probably I wouldn't say it's the best thing Titans ever made because they made Call of Juarez, which is really really good. But it's better. It's a better game than Dead Island. I'll tell you that. Agreed. Agreed. It's I like the invasion idea as well. It's uh, there's some weird shit going on with the PC version. I found um, 
I I've been doing. I was actually doing testing like problems, right? Yeah, it's like I was up at like six a.m. doing fucking testing for this shit. Like I had problems last night. I was trying to figure it out because I was doing do my port report, and then simultaneously something went horribly wrong with it. Like it seemed like they patched it yesterday. It was running just fine, and then it wasn't suddenly. So um, we're not really sure what's up with it, but I found the main culprit for frame rate is view distance in a big way. Like you turn oh. view distance up to maximum, you're gonna cut your frame rate in more than half. But here's mm-hmm. the thing: like having it on minimum barely impacts the visual experience like the only thing you're gonna really notice is that some really distant scenery kind of fades into view and the trees at like a really really long distance are a bit less detailed that's it but the game seems bad yeah like there's there's no there's no situation where i've had like a zombie pop in in front of me because of view distance doesn't happen you can see zombies from even on minimal view distance from fucking all the way over there no problem yep so I think it's rendering way more than it should be. I think that's like what's happening. It's rendering stuff that you can't even fucking see. You might and even say that's a dying nightmare. Jesus shit. Get it? It's God like a nightmare, but it's a nightmare. Fucking hell. What Can we replace <laughs> him with his cat? Uh, yes, cat I'm, I'm all, all fucking for that. <laughs> Yeah, we talk about Honey Pop yet, or Honey? I was gonna pop. say, can we, we talk not... about Honey Pop? Yeah, I, we, let's uh, just conclude on Dying Light before we talk about Honey Pop. Um, okay. Yes, it, it's it seems pretty good. Like th- there's definitely some people that are having problems with the PC version and things like that. But if as long as you get if you turn the view distance down, it seems to run fine. But SLI doesn't work properly in that game yet. So if you've got more than one graphics card, you're not going to benefit too much from it yet, and they need to sort that out. So. It's another Techland release with more problems, but for most people, it seems to be running okay. And the yep. game is is pretty good. Like, it's not going to set the world on fire, but it's it's solid. Like, it's competent at what it does. It's it's not like it's not fun, because it fucking is. It's... Yeah. I, I don't think sliding into zombies and kicking them to spikes is actually going to get old, but we'll see. I want to make... I've got a recipe for, like, some electric weapon that's, like, get a long knife, a short knife, and a 230-watt battery. I'm like... All right, let's fucking do it. So I'm looking forward to building that. And yes. from what I understand, you can make some stupid shit just like in Dead Island, which was the best part of Dead Island building. It's like, this is a plus five electric spiked wrench of zombie slaying. And I'm you like, can yeah. make that. And you yes. can make that. Yep. So I'm all, I'm all in for that. Plus the writing's a lot better and the characters are more interesting. Like everyone has a really cool accent, which is something that a lot of... Get- I'm just getting sick of hearing American accents. I'm sorry. I'm just fucking I like. Done. I think that's my favorite part is that it's basically where the fake, like the fake Olympics was held, and that's where the outbreak broke out. So it's yes. people from all over the world in this one area. Yes, yeah, so and it's, that, it's, so it's really court- diverse and interesting, and there's lots of really yeah. cool characters that speak in really cool ways. So, And it explains why most of the people still alive are, like, like most of the characters are, like, super physically fit people. And it explains, yes. like... How could they do parkour? Because they're all freaking cool. Olympians. They were yeah. Olympians, yeah. There's like <laughs> yeah. A, one of the main characters is a, a female um, MMA fighter, like my understanding. Yeah, she or kicks ass, yeah. Yeah, she's great. So cool. it works really well. All right, okay, Honey Pop. Yes. You haven't played it yet, right, TV? No, um, I'm, uh, we're supposed to be. I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing the the game with Jen. You are missing out, buddy. Um, what are you doing? Everyone's playing Honey Pop right now for some reason. Yeah, isn't that weird? That's super weird to me. <laughs> I think it's just, it's got why. around like it really has <laughs> like just in a way like people are like oh this game looks really weird and then suddenly it's like everyone starts playing it and realizes there's there's this addictive puzzle element to it's, it or something. that's the thing yeah. that's the thing right is like underneath the anime bullshit there's like the the nope. puzzle element uh, and you just keep nope. playing forever 
Incidentally, what, I am flaunting Twitch's rules right now by switch, uh, streaming a small part of Honeypot, which they explicitly told me not to do, so nope. ha ha ha. Go on. <laughs> Take that, Twitch. No, nope. as long right, as there aren't any deal. nipples, we're fine. I don't believe but... there are. I think this is Jesse's video, so I'm pretty sure there's no nudity. There might no, be nipples I, then. I, I, no, I covered it with little Jesse faces. All the nudity was covered did. with Jesse faces. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, Here's the deal. I don't know what people are telling you, TB, that this is it's all an excuse to pretend that they're playing a, a match game. No, that's not the case at all. The match game, the more you uh, uh, pick up girls, the more match game dates you go on, the harder it becomes. And eventually, it becomes too much of a pain in the ass to keep doing. I don't care enough about banging these girls in order to figure out, like, play these games. Because eventually, it becomes ridiculously hard to win. All I'm going to say is, it's cute, and the ridiculous uh, dialogue voice acting is what sells the game. The, the rest of it is, is garbage. No. Yeah. No, it's true. that yeah. is a it's lie. True. That is a. F I true. muted the game and I suddenly loved it. <laughs> That's, I could thing, not you're play wrong. with the audio. You're on. wrong. The audio fight, on wrong. was fight, abysmal fight. because it has full voice acting and and it's great. Two no, like two great. of the girls have voices that aren't obnoxious, and the rest of them are the ha worst. Are you? oh, awful. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yes, I watch totally anime. Wrong. Jesse, I watch anime all the that's goddamn why, that's time, why you're and I had that's to I... mute this game. I had to Wrong. mute this game. <laughs> Wrong. The only reason to play this game is, one, to uh, talk to what I assume are all girls that are okay with you stalking them. Two, to bang girls that are okay with you stalking them, banging them, because you played a, a match three game. And three, learn how to date, which apparently is buy people gifts, uh, follow them around. Drunk. And get them drunk. Mm -hmm. Best game ever. Puzzle. I get it. I get it. I got yeah, it. Well, I, I mean, that does work in some scenarios. You know. All I'm saying is this <laughs> game unrealistic. is a metaphor for women. This game's a metaphor for women. You have to solve crappy puzzles that no one really likes. <laughs> you have to listen to all their stuff and ask them questions you don't want to ask them. You have to, and then, and then, oh my God, you have to like, oh God, relate and buy them things and care about like... What their care about is. them? What a terrible yeah. thing oh. that would be! What a horrible like. This I game's can't fun, imagine why the message it sends. Single, I don't. I can't. Yeah. Although some of the questions that they ask are just like, "How much do you weigh?" and all of them are just like, "I weigh this much." It's like no woman's right? gonna do that. I was like, "There's, I should not be asking these questions." But they don't. Even if you've just met them, you can be like, "How big are your boobies?" And they're like, "A C cup." They do not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like none of these girls give a shit. The only thing that I noticed some girls are like totally okay with and some are not is day drinking. <laughs> some oh, of the yeah. girls you can be like, you want a beer? And they're like, sick, it's morning, let's do this. And then yeah. other girls, you try to give them a beer and they're like, I think that's a little inappropriate right now. <laughs> okay, it's cool for me to ask you how big your boobs are when we literally just met, but I cannot give you a beer in the middle of yeah. the day. Yeah, because it's one of those <laughs> shitty animu games. That's what all these shits are. You can justify this all you want. I played that crap. It's all like, but except the other ones are like, my name's Hirohito, and I'm from the Fujimura Academy, and I just want to know your boob size. It's like, well, that's inappropriate, but tease, right? It's the same effing <laughs> thing, except this is Japan. I don't fucking care. It's the same thing. All these games, you just justify okay. it because it's like, I'm I have to woo them through 26 hours of gameplay. This is just a quicker <laughs> version. This is just a quicker version. I'm realizing Jesse and I got very, very different things out of this game. I think <laughs> like the that is very The reasons true. that we enjoyed this game are completely different. I would is... say, like, a lot of people have been talking about how a lot of girls have been playing this game. And I think one of the reasons for that 
is that like I I feel like the the dialogue specifically is so ridiculous. And there are so many things about this game where you can be like, oh, so it's cool that I have an app that stalks girls. All right, awesome. Oh, so my fairy's yes. gonna tell me that if I'm having a hard time, I should just get them drunk. Okay. Yes. Like it's it's yes. ridiculous to that extreme that I feel like girls specifically can get away with saying this is such a ridiculous game. I can't stop playing it. You know, whereas guys are like, this is really creepy, but I'm enjoying it. I probably shouldn't say anything. You I know, never I said that. Like, <laughs> not you. You don't give a shit. But plenty of other dudes do. <laughs> now, those guys, those guys are what I like to call liars. They enjoy it. They're like, man, I wish I could say this in public and not get slapped in the face. Trust me, guys. Don't bullshit. Don't bullshit. What you're you saying is this game is art. Everybody gets this game, something this game out is of beautiful. it. It is a beautiful Everybody's getting something creation. different out of it, and it's really just impacting lives. <laughs> yeah. changing lives. It changed my life. Do I you, actually appreciate it. Do you feel it's a parody in any way? Like, do you yes, think that it's, it's a takeoff of dating games? Definitely, because like uh, the fairy the girl top. that's with you the whole time. She's a super dude, bro. By the way, she's like every girl yeah. you meet. She's like, I'd bang that, lol. And then at a certain point, spoilers, you can try to bang the fairy as well. And every time you play with her, like if you fail against her, she'll say things like, wow, your match three skills are really shitty today. You oh, know, she's she, like, like completely very, breaking the fourth wall immediately. It's very yeah. over. Yeah. Or the like, whole, whole wow, you need joke. to get better at dating Sims, dog. Yeah. 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 The game is a joke. And that's why it's fun to, you know, it's just a silly, fun game. But, There's nothing real about it. But have you seen the Kickstarter? Because of the Kickstarter, the description for the Kickstarter is like, I believe that dating sims are one of the most beloved sort of forms of a game. I would love to make a dating sim. I think girls are pretty dope. Let's make a game about girls. And then <laughs> like, okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't match up with the game that was created at all. But uh, no. It's like it anyway, though. It's doing really like, well. For Jesse, so Jesse's like, I don't want to put in the work on these puzzles. For me, it's all about like trying to max out abilities and, and do the puzzles, right? Okay. Like it's, Sam, it's risk reward, Sam and I like, had all of these different methods and yeah, things. No, and Sam, like, oh, you I bet do it Sam like loved the game. Like, I bet he Sam did. loved it. He 100% <laughs> did it. So did I Ken. I bet he did. I bet he did. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. See? All I'm saying I've only is banged it's... three of them so far. I've banged almost all of them, although I haven't unlocked the two extra ones. Oh, but, you yeah. mean the tentacle girl? <gasps> Oh, there's, there's tentacles that there's, there's tentacle a cat girl. girl. I know tentacles girl, come for one girl? of them. Look, I don't want to ruin it. Okay. And then there's a girl Wait, who's basically the, a, dren a the, drenai. The porn mag girl. There's a drenai that shows up at some. Look, all I'm gonna say is, right, it yeah. is a very silly game. And if anyone takes it seriously, they're they're stupid. Like if you're like though, this is so offensive. It specifically is made to be stupid. Like, don't yeah. get your panties in a bunch. It's okay. Well, the, or the box of briefs. No judging. No judging. <laughs> you kind of you play as a girl as well in this game. You can yeah. play, you play as, a as a girl or a guy, mm -hmm. and they want to make a second one where you can play a girl or a guy, and the town is filled with like guys and girls that you. Yeah, can so you, can, you as a girl, you can date guys. So that it's of just like full girls. on, just like do whatever you want, touch every butt. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, I mean, they seem to be doing fairly well. I mean, they they've. <laughs> They've been on the front page of Steam multiple times in the top sellers. A lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot of streamers streamed it because Twitch banned streaming it because it's uh, even this, even the censored yeah. version is a, maybe a little explicit, just a bit. Yes, it, de it yeah. definitely is. Yeah, I might There's some boobs. Even in it. even the toned down Steam version is like nipples everywhere. 
Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, well, uh, what she's doing, she's still wearing underwear. That doesn't improve it at all. <laughs> I think it's still don't, obvious what's going on here. Don't worry. On behalf of all of us, I went and uh, downloaded yeah. the patch that of course removes you all did. that. Yes, for Thank science, you. obviously. Here, for, yeah, science. for science. Here's the thing. I don't think it's worth it. The patch, what it does is it gives you another, like, every so many images. Like, the last one, most of the images are exactly what you get. The last one that, like, I finally banged you image is literally just, like, the difference is there's an addition of a pearl necklace, wink, if you know what I mean. That's it. There's nothing really different about it. Like, it's like, well, that... I expected more, but all right, sure. Like, it's not it's not too yeah. shocking. Like, all right, no. So it's basically every, like, dating sim game I've ever played. So, yeah, great. It's... Yeah. I think the concept's I... cute. I think the... <laughs> I think the ridiculousness of the characters is fun. I like that they're all stereotypes of, like, tropey dating game characters. And I think yeah. that the dialogue is ridiculous and that the fairy is, like, basically, I don't want to say, like, a male ego, but essentially, like the or most id, or whatever bro. it would be. Kind of. Yeah. It, yeah, she kind of is, though. Like, when yeah. you meet the Asian teacher, they're like, oh, man, I got some crazy yellow fever, dude, bro. Yeah, the no, fairy no, no. is, she's like, 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 super dude, bro. She's, she's like, I would call you, it's a yellow flu or whatever she says. Like, she goes crazy. <laughs> she's like, ooh, I love me some mochaccina. Like, yeah. the whole yeah, thing I is love ridiculous. Yeah, I love me some chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, the, and I'm like, this I will is say, great. Because I, I was tweeting about how I was trying really hard to bang this one girl in this game. And everybody called me out hardcore and was like, you said you played 30 minutes of this game and hated it. And now look at you. And it's really true. I, I played 30 minutes of the game and I started off expecting to hate it. And so I it's hated fun. it. I projected a lot of hatred onto it. I was like, you stalk girls, super fucking creepy. She wants you to get them drunk, super fucking creepy. Like I was like, this is a dumb, creepy game. And then when I came back to it and muted it, really fun. <laughs> Here's, here's the thing. Mute helps it's a lot. Basically, Mute the game. Mute the game. It's a whole new experience. It's basically, if you want to play Jesse Cox the game, this is the game. <laughs> oh, God. Is, I, yeah. no, I'm, no, I'm not joking. I'm like, even less enthusiastic that, to play it now. No, 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 no. No, it's a game that's like, <laughs> it's not at all serious, It's but it's blatantly like trying to push a few buttons by being over the top, like fake sexually aggressive. I think it's hilarious. Right. I think the concept right. is fantastic. Like it doesn't mean anything that it says. It just is silly and stupid yeah. and fun. I gotta admit, like, <laughs> from seeing some of the screenshots, especially that the missus posted first, I'm like, this is sexist as fuck. What the hell? Like, there's a really nasty shit said. Uh, particularly it's, that, I don't know, that one girl who is apparently the worst person in the universe. Oh, the bitchy yeah, one? Redhead? Yeah. She's, Dude, the redhead's one of the first ones horrible. I got. I love that she's girl. That's why I muted the game. <laughs> yeah. I love that girl. I love terrible. that girl to death. She and the girl, Jesse, who is basically Vicious. Lindsay Lohan, but adult porn star Lindsay Lohan, got her first. Then I got Redhead, <laughs> Audrey. I, I love Audrey because she's so mean to me, and I just want to, like, you know, rough her up in the sack. Then, <laughs> then, the then I got this teacher. The, now. I, I think weird. that's a good idea. In fact, actually, it's then a good time to go to a break at this point. When we come hot, back, you know, we'll be yeah, talking a little bit about leg. the news yeah. that's coming in, and I'm sure it'll be very interesting and not in any way related to this conversation. You're watching the Crocodile Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the final hour of the co-optional podcast. Doritos suck. No, uh, the Tapatio Doritos are the best. Uh, I hate tortilla chips. I, d I just don't like them. I they're absolutely so do the not ones. like them. So Americans are raised on them. 
Yeah, yeah sorry, I think that's got to be it. There's something about the flavor that I just absolutely hate. There's this earthy flavor to them. I'm just like, ugh. Earthy flavor? You mean the corn? I, I guess that's pro- I don't think, yeah, I don't think I, I like some corn snacks, especially like stuff like from England. Monster Munch is the fucking best. But outside of that, like tortilla chips? Mm, no. Mm -mm. What's a Monster Munch? It is, it's a kind of puffed corn snack uh, that's beef flavored or spicy flavored. It just is called spicy. It's not like spicy <laughs> anything. It's just spicy. And it's shaped like a giant monster's like paw print. And it's the fucking best. They are so delicious. I import them to this country because they're that damn good. Mm. That boy boang from last episode, I ate all that. That's a really oh, yeah? good. Boy boang is good. Yeah. Boy, boy, wait, is legit. good. That was yeah. delicious. How can I buy? Apparently, it's from the Philippines. Uh, if you can, imp uh, Amazon has some supplies that import it. it. Takes a while to get over, but they're fucking gorgeous. They're so good. Admittedly, uh, may maybe not as good as the Man Crisps, the real McCoys, right there. I think they've actually taken Man Crisps off there. It's possible they may have offended some people, but yeah, those are great too. Thick flame grilled steak ruffle flavor. Mm. Yeah, we do crisps pretty damn good in the UK. I'll tell you that for a fact. Alright, <laughs> the final hour begins. So, uh, let's... Exciting. Yes, right, so news. We have quite a bit of it. There's all sorts of little things going on. So the first thing is a translated article. So please bear in mind there's the possibility that this might not be right. Or at least not entirely accurate. And the translated article is about Resident Evil Revelations 2, which is the forthcoming new console release in the Resident Evil series, which is, you know, Re Re Revelations 1 was pretty good. Like, a lot of people said, hey, this is kind of a return to form. It's not Resident Evil 6, which I think was all they really needed it not to be. But, turns out, according to this article, assuming this is correct... Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil Revelations 2, features microtransactions which allow you to instantly revive yourself as well as purchase weapons and tools in the game. Bear in mind this is a single player experience. You are able to use life crystals to revive players after dying to avoid going back to the most recent checkpoint and use real money to buy life crystals, weapons, and skills. Can you find all of the weapons inside of the game? Do we know? Hard to know. Uh, apparently, you can get life crystals without paying for them. But if you want more, then... Eh. I just bought the Mega Monster Munch variety pack. Oh, <laughs> cool. That means... Well, I, do you like pickled onion? Yeah, I like onions. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll enjoy those then. I fucking uh, hate yeah. them. But yeah, good. <laughs> uh, you, you can uh, tell me what you think of Monster Munch later. Okay. I will. Mm. Cool. Okay, oh, so what are your yeah, thoughts no, it, on microtransactions it, it, in single player games? Like, um, I just apparently I mean, this is like a lot of people are confirming it uh, that 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 the translation's right. Like, you can from where you die, you don't go back to the checkpoint. You can respawn right where you died. You can buy weapon upgrades and and various other upgrades that can also be obtained obtained in the game as well. Yes. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's totally legit. At least that's what people are saying. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's single player, so I personally don't. If it's single player, I personally don't care. If you want to spend money on a single player game, yeah. Can I? Great. Can I like give you I, a reason? What, what, I actually, yeah, Dodger, go ahead first. I was gonna say I would feel that would imply to me that they don't care all that much about the flow of the game, like the way that they designed the game to flow. Yes, pacing because. Yeah, because they're allowing you to just kind of do whatever you want. 
um, the scale is all out of whack, then like that would kind of I would I would assume that the game could have been much better and cleaner and provided more of an experience. Without. And then they just kind of like. Are you saying a Capcom that game away? could have been better at launch? Nah. I am. What? I am saying that. I know. I know. I know. Take she, me to court. She's spot on the money. That's exactly the same reason that I don't like it. And it goes a bit further than that because I find it whenever a single player game has microtransactions in it that allow you to accelerate the rate at which you go through the content, I also have to make the assumption that it's possible that in order to accommodate that microtransaction system and make it more likely for you to use it, that they that they slowed the pacing of the game down on purpose, which mm. means that the game became grindier, whereas if it didn't have that system within it, it wouldn't have. I don't know how that applies to Resident Evil, because if we go back to... There's, uh, here's an example uh, that you guys all play, Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3 had microtransactions in it. Now, do you f do any of you feel that that actually affected the pacing of the game in any particular way? No. Did it have microtransactions? I didn't it did. I don't even remember. Well, no, that's an example of how they didn't put it in your face then. But the, yes, it did. Yeah. yeah. You could buy all sorts of things with it. You could buy like a lot of materials. Like you could buy things that would automatically gather a bunch of materials for you for the crafting system. And the concern, and I didn't I mean, I I the single player that I played of it before I did my assessment I didn't feel like I ran into a situation where the materials were being artificially gated to encourage me to buy microtransactions. That said, maybe I didn't play enough of it. So I... Jesse I, and I never ran into... Even, yeah, at, I, even at Endgame, there was never a need to buy anything. No. It just I, wasn't necessary. I think the problem, I think, is more the possibility of it affecting the game rather than it like a guarantee. Like I'm not, It's not guaranteed that if they put microtransactions into a single-player game that suddenly everything's going to be a nightmare grind without them. But it, the, the thing is they introduce the possibility that it might, and you always have this doubt in the back of your mind. It's like, well, how exactly would this game have been without those? And mm. that's what concerns me. And also, frankly, fuck paying for cheat codes. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> I said this in my Assassin's Creed Unity video. It's like, I used to be able to enter a cheat code, now I have to enter my credit card. It's absurd. I understand <laughs> it in a free-to-play scenario. I get it. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't mind paying for microtransactions. I just bought fucking $50 worth of stupid fucking lockboxes in Star Trek. <laughs> Got nothing more than a goddamn useless ship and a bunch of resources and these little duty officer thingies and like okay it's a free game like i don't really mind doing that from time to time i don't mind necessarily buying virtual currency in a free-to-play right. game i absolutely do fucking mind being even offered it in a single player or worse is offering it in a multiplayer that you have to pay for oh, oh, oh. that's uh yeah. i don't think anyone's grabbed that particular spicy meatball yet can you think of Oh yeah, the crew. The crew grabbed that fucking spicy meatball. Oh $60 shit! Game. I forgot about the crew. Yeah, you can uh, you can buy almost everything in that game except for parts, which drop like candy anyway. So you can buy cars in that game, legit, just straight up. Some of them are stupidly expensive as well. I yeah. think the safest like microtransaction to do is skins well, and cosmetic things. Yeah, always. So I don't know. I think those are cool, or like things that can help speed up something that otherwise wouldn't take a like or that would take a long time, but, like, I hate anything other than that, really. Yeah, so it I, just feels like mind... they planned to do that. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, how, how much, how baked into the game is this, and how, did it actually affect the design process? 
I, I'm okay with boosters, but primarily for multiplayer games. I think it's a good way for people that don't have a lot of time, that obviously like work full time or whatever, to keep up with people that do. Admittedly, mm-hmm. the simultaneously the problem is that it's not like they're the only ones that can use boosters. But the idea is like, if you've got a lot of time on your hands, chances are you're also not employed, so you probably can't afford boosters. But if you've got a job, you bet you're trading money for time, you know, because your time is valuable. Like mm-hmm. you're thinking like, well, this is an hour that I could have spent doing something else. And I'm okay with boosting uh, in that respect. Totally fine with it. Yeah. Uh, but you get into murkier territory when you start selling items because you've got to be super careful that those items are not even in any way more powerful than other stuff that you can otherwise acquire. And a lot of it really is not down to the... I don't think there's many games anymore that do the pure kind of Korean-style pay-to-win that was kind of in the in the 90s where you could literally just buy the best items in the game and no one else could get them if they didn't pay. That's kind of yeah. a thing of the past. I don't see that happening anymore. But uh, it's about <laughs> how fast can you earn the currency to acquire these items versus just paying money for it. That's the question. <laughs> Jesse, are you doing cocaine? What the fuck? Is that over there? No, I was blowing my nose and I did it off. I did it off camera because that's. I don't want to do it on camera like a weirdo. I muted it and I blew my nose because I was stuffed up mm-hmm. and I just happened to be down like this. Where I realized while doing it, it kind of looked like when I came up and did this, it looked like I was just on coke. And when chat what picked up on that, that, it YouTube was really funny. It, it corrupts. When chat picked up on that, it was very funny. Yeah. And no, it, uh, no, I'm blowing my nose. Say I have a whole thing of tissues. Friend. But that's where I keep the coke. Yeah, but I in the, the tissue cool. box, no that's one will ever look. No there. one will ever look there. Yeah, it's, it's convenient <laughs> as well. It's like right near yeah. where you you need to go there for your nose. Like, oh, there's coke yeah. here too. Cool, we can do that. Yeah. Each my knowledge, least I like combine knowledge. those things together. Don't do our drugs, combined please. knowledge of cocaine very oh high. We're like, you know, that's how you do that stuff. <laughs> Don't yeah, do totally drugs. right. And then mm-hmm. you take a razor blade and you make a a, lo- yeah. a line. Yeah. Then we totally. just need some hookers. None of you have done cocaine. It's blindingly <laughs> obvious. I've done so many drugs. Do you have drugs? Did you do three of the drugs? Or four I've of the done, drugs? I've done... One time I did four of the drugs. Wow, really? All four of the, many drugs. of the drugs. NyQuil. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Robitussin. Robitussin. Benadryl. Yeah. And acetaminophorin. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but That is still my favorite Cox and Crendor. You guys trying to pronounce acetaminophen. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, look at that, look at that word and out. tell me that doesn't look like acetophamophen. That's not a yeah. good word. No, the best was I was saying like acetophamophen. You're like, give me it, you idiot. And then you try saying it. You're like, what the shit? I was like, yeah. Look at that word. That's not a real word. That's bull. Oh, dear. All right, back on to the microtransactions. So, like, I think we can can kind of all agree that putting microtransactions in single-player games is pretty much fucking bullshit, right? I I would agree that it's bullshit, but I don't think it, like, it doesn't affect my playing of the game. Like, I don't think I'm not concerned about it. I, I mean, like, it's not a thing that I'm concerned about. If it makes the game suck, then it makes the game suck. But it's not something I'm, like, worried about an epidemic of microtransactions in single-player games. If it becomes one, then we have a problem. But at this point, it's not something that's, I'm like, oh, man. It's Capcom. Capcom's always been Capcom. Let me, let me describe to you Capcom in a nutshell. <laughs> it should be good. Capcom had a party uh, two weeks ago. On, it, was a, it was in Hollywood. It was, it was for the launch of the remastered edition of this, uh, of, of, of Resident, Resident Evil. Evil 1. Which and, is and actually good, by the way. 
Yes. Uh, that's it's if you want if you can deal with the original kind of weird controls, the new re the remastered Resident Evil is a good game. Like and it's actually yes. relevant because there's nothing else like it on the market and you should probably remember why it was good in the first place by, you know, trying trying it. It's good PC version's good too. But uh, agree. Anyway, it's yeah. a fantastic game. With that said, Capcom's Capcom. Yeah. At the Capcom party, swag bag, fifty dollars. They had their own store in the in the party at the bar to buy Capcom stuff. All drinks, ten dollars, no matter what the drink was. Jesus Christ! It was it was a Capcom party. Like you felt like this. Yeah, microtransactions no everywhere. No one else could have run this party but Capcom. <laughs> if was, it was an it Ubisoft was, party, you got there and it was just half built. <laughs> it was all towers you had to climb up to get to the party to unlock they were, they were still like putting up all the decorations and everything but they'd let people yeah. in and they were already charging them yeah yeah it was you know capcom is is weird like that they produce great stuff but then they do dumb things it drives me crazy so. oh they do they like they capcom has done some really anti-consumer shit like i remember like when they put dlc on street fighter x tekken on the disc and then yeah, charged you like, for it later. It's like fuck you. Like that is an yeah. absolutely horrible thing to do. And it's a shame because like I like a lot of the things that Capcom releases, but as a company, yep. they keep doing the worst shit, and they need to stop it. They really do. That and they closed Clover Studios, and I guess I'll never forgive them for that. But simultaneously, allowed the creation of Platinum, so I guess that's fine. We would not have had Bayonetta if Capcom hadn't been true. idiots. So bear that Very in mind. True. You can thank Capcom for being morons. <coughs> so there you go. Yay. All right. I guess we'll move on to another story then. So there's been a thing going around in the past couple of days that Ubisoft has revoked some Far Cry 4 keys. So basically people that bought Far Cry mm -hmm. 4 keys, specifically for, it appears from the gray market retailers, G2A and Kingwin, have had their keys, some of them have had their keys revoked. And I don't believe Ubisoft has actually made any sort of statement on it yet. But Kingwin and G2A have. So it's in the, we're in this weird position where Ubisoft didn't communicate really with anybody. And then everyone's like, what the hell is happening? Why are these keys suddenly being cancelled? There, there is a... Yeah, I believe... Yes, they did. So they released a very short statement to Game Informer that said, we regularly deactivate keys that were fraudulently obtained and resold. In this case, we're currently investigating the origin of the fraud and we'll update customers when we have more information to share. In the meantime, customers should contact the vendor from whom they purchased the key. Have Have any of you ever been contacted by like one of these third-party vendor, kind of like yeah. gray vendor sites? Constantly. They Constantly. Want yeah, G2A and Kingwin have both multiple times tried to enter a sponsorship deal with me. I they contact well. every streamer and every YouTuber that exists. As far as I'm like, aware. hey, do you want to sell games to your audience? Yep. Well, we can do it for you. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing is, is every time they contact me, it sounds nice, but I'm always like, I always ask them this and I ask them every time, why couldn't they get it from Steam? You're offering them the same thing yeah. that Steam does. Is it cheaper? Is it this? Like, like, well, we give them codes and this stuff. And it always seemed a little shady to me. And so I never bought into any of it. And That's what I thought too. When when I hear stuff like this, and they're like, "Well, it could be fraudulent keys," I almost want to believe Ubisoft, and I hate saying that because I, you know, <laughs> Ubi scummy. But I can't help but feel this way when I get contacted by these guys. They could be totally on the up and up, but just the way that it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's like mm, all okay. right. 
So the, there's so here's a few more kind of facts about places like G2A Kingwin and CGS and um, things like that, and I think it's G2 Play. So they're they're what's called grey market unauthorized Steam key resellers, which means that they acquire their keys not directly from uh, from the publisher. They they acquire them in different ways. So a lot of the keys that you're being sold that seem like hey they have this brand new AAA game for thirty dollars cheaper than a regular one. How do they do that? Well, it's usually because they end up lifting it from cheaper markets where the games have to be sold cheaper because the piracy rate is rampant and the income rate is a lot lower. So oh. most of the kind of Russian territories uh, really apply to this, like tier two territories oh. like that. So their, their income rate on average is a lot lower, which means you can't sell them a $60 game and they'll just pirate it. So <clears> it's like they're not going to stop playing games just because they can't afford it. So the sensible thing to do is reduce the cost and make a version for them that they can buy that is within their means. The problem is that what happens is they get sold to wholesalers, which then get bought up en masse and then sold to people in first world countries, essentially. I, and I realize I've just pissed off a lot of Russians by claiming that Russia is not a first world country. It, it, yeah, you know exactly what I mean. We're talking about ri rich Western nations, like rich European nations, rich American nations with a higher average income. And they're buying, yeah, the, they're buying, they're buying these keys that are intended for those with a lower income in other regions. And as a result, they're getting a big saving, but the publisher isn't making as much money kind of as they should and sometimes like none at all that's the kind of key that's like the least egregious this is where shit gets really dodgy because some of those keys are stolen and they're either literally lifted from the back of a lorry because a lot of these keys you get from these places are actually scanned in like they're physical codes uh they sell codes from say giveaways like they used to sell fucking humble bundles they used to resell humble <laughs> bundles which was what? scummy yeah um, it's super messed up. Yeah, G2A has a, a marketplace, so it's kind of like an eBay, and they don't check where the keys come from. So, like, all the people were buying up, like, 100 Humble Bundles and then later on selling them on for a profit, which was... And they were buying them for, like, $1 each, so they're being absolute scumbags about it, because obviously that's, you know, it's a charity thing. And the worst p possible scenario is when the keys are bought en masse through a credit card, uh, either stolen or just a credit card, and then the guy charges back. And the bank always sides with the customer when you do a chargeback. Always. So the the worst instance I can think of is a while ago, Natural Selection. They got ripped off for $30,000 of keys Jeez. through fraudulent credit card transactions, which were then oh. sold on places like G2A. And they revoked some of those keys. And Rebellion, in uh, I think July of last year, they revoked a bunch of Sniper Elite keys. But that was a yeah, bit of a I weird... Yeah, so this is where things get a bit weird, because right now you're probably thinking, well, fuck these places. You know, this, these are all stolen keys. You don't have the right to keep stolen goods. Fuck that. But here's where it gets weird, because Rebellion initially claimed that the keys were fraudulent, and then they changed it. They said that they were like, they changed the message to not say it was fraudulent anymore, and then they refused to answer any more questions about it. So what Jesse was saying earlier is kind of valid. How do we know the keys were stolen? How do we know that Ubisoft is revoking actual fraudulent keys and not effectively price fixing, like doing punitive things against sites right. that are selling their games cheaper than they should be? That's where the problem is. And of course, who gets burned in the end of it? The guy who bought it, you know, the consumer gets burned. So that's where the debate opens up, which is why I like to open the floor to you guys. Like, what do you think of a gray market in general? You know, how, who do you side with on this? 
I've never bought anything like from them just because of that. Like I always saw it as like a shady. Like whenever I see anything where it's like this is super cheap, I'm like, eh, I don't know why? about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why is it? Well, it's so too good cheap? to be true, right? It's like yeah, how can this guy a... afford to sell twenty dollars cheaper than Steam? Yeah, really? it's it's the same thing that if you're downtown and some guy comes up to you with a bunch of watches and he's like, "Man, I have this Rolex and it's twenty five bucks. I'll give it to you now." It's like. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Where did you get that? You know, it's it. It's like, one what's of those, that blood like, stain is... on the strap? It's like, oh, that's yeah. just a limited edition. <laughs> yeah, it's it 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 has a very weird vibe. And when people approach me, especially through email, and they're like, yeah, no, this is it's totally legit, and we sell games at half price, and it's this and this and this, and it's like, I don't. I don't like, it you. doesn't seem real, and I think that goes with what a lot of people deal with. I think every day. If you go to the grocery store, you're more likely to buy, and this might not be everybody, but most people are more likely to buy the big name brand thing because you know what you're getting, right? Yeah. And sure. these feel like the sort of like knockoff, it's the same, but you know, but. it's cheaper. Yeah. It's like, no, it's, I don't, is it the same? Am I getting like, like you just risky. don't know. You, yeah, it's very risky. And I think those people who took the risk knew there was a risk associated with it. So if they lost their key, it's part of the risk you took. I feel for you, I do, but you should know what you're getting into. Like, if you buy that Rolex downtown, if a police officer shows up at your house the next day and is like, that Rolex was involved in a murder, you know, that's, you just took that risk. So, yeah. Well, I yeah, feel because like, I feel like that's an extreme example. It's a little yeah. bit of an extreme. Rolex was involved Clearly. in a murder. He the Rolex murdered a man. No <laughs> just the Rolex just like pops up. He's like, damn it, I it runs away with it. Never catch me, Kappa. Some people have tried I mean, to equate least... this to used games, which doesn't make any sense because the used game will have at least once been bought at full price. So that's kind of the argument you can make there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting, <laughs> and now I'm I know, disappointed. I was. I was going to say that. At least with a website, you can make it look really legitimate, right? If you have oh, the right easily. guy making oh, yeah. your website, you can make it look super legit. Yeah, I mean, and people if you would be say, like, like, went to squarespace.com you know. slash co-optional, that would be a great mm -hmm. place. You can do an e-commerce thing through there with no experience required. Like, 10% off your first purchase, squarespace.com slash co-optional. Go on. You can scam people. and, and Just sell, Don't do that. Don't do that game thing. Codes. Don't do that thing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like the example that Jesse gave. All I'm trying to say, I feel like the example that Jesse gave of like that dude on the street who's wearing a trench coat who tries to sell you a Rolex. That would be like going to a really shitty GeoCities website and being like, "This looks legit. I'll buy. I'll buy something here." Yeah, but, but people dress know. up in there suits all the time. There might be some very friendly GeoCities customers, right? And sellers, mm -hmm. you know. GeoCities, you know, some people really just wanted a website, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna sell my ancient chinese chopsticks here and they did make geocities <laughs> i don't think geocities exists anymore does it <laughs> oh yeah i think it got shut down just, just ask, ask ws oh man i wouldn't go to that it's probably porn now it wasn't <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah we got you back on that one the the, pro uh, the so there's a number of problems with it like firstly there's no place that has a definitive list of official steam resellers there is a the best place that i found is actually the game deal subreddit they have listed a bunch of what are official 
resellers. They don't allow the reselling of gray market keys on there. Like they don't allow any of that advertising. And they have a list of people that they say these are these are unauthorized Steam resellers is like the kindest way to describe them. I describe them as gray market resellers, but the problem is that like how does the how would a consumer know? Like other than the whole this is too good to be true thing, which is not necessarily legitimate sometimes. Like what if they go and they buy a game to bid older? Because it's not like Steam doesn't have big discounts too. It's just yeah. you'll you're not gonna see twenty dollars off a brand new game on Steam. That's never gonna happen. Like, and if you see a $60 game being sold at $40 two days after release, then you've got to scratch your head and say, well, how did you manage to accomplish that? Because... Well, same thing at GameStop. If you go to a GameStop and you see the brand new release that is, like, it's returned, I immediately am like, that guy stole that game and returned it. <laughs> well, even if he yep. did that, it's going to be $5 cheaper. Because, I mean, even, or... even like, uh, GameSpot doesn't discount new stuff used that much. They just, they take $5 off it and say, right. okay, you can save 5 bucks." That's it. Yeah. They don't say you can save 20. <laughs> and the used ones, a lot of the time, are like when people buy it and it like breaks or gets scratched. Like, well, you know, uh, it, it might work when they try to test it out and then they'll put it on the shelf and then the person buys it and then it doesn't work. They're like, there's a big ass scratch on it or something. It's like, you don't know. It can be broken and they just like tried to get their money back, kind of. Yeah. So it's very hard, I think, for consumers to determine unless they stick to like the official places. And. Here's the thing, like, isn't it on the consumer to try and save as much money as possible? Obviously, without literally going out and stealing a video game. Like, that's, mm. that's the consumer's prerogative, right? They should be doing that. That's being a savvy consumer, right? But that's yeah. not what people do. And it's been proven time and time again that people don't do that. It's in our best interest to do that, but we are constantly going with what makes us feel good rather than what's in our best interest. Sure, we should be saving money, but study after study proves that we would rather spend a little bit more to feel good about the purchase Peace of than, mind. Yeah, than to have saved money on a gamble. <coughs> and we people always do that. And I think that's why Steam is so popular is because Steam, we know what we're getting. And we can jump in Most and we, there's the no questions about it. Yeah. <laughs> and people love that kind of thing. And it's, it's there for them. It's sort of like that, like you'll never cheat on me, will you? Steam seems like, no, baby. Right? Steam's there for you. <laughs> and these Except other sites... Except when you ever need a refund, in which case they fucking well will. I'll get, I'll get on it, girl. Don't worry. Eventually. Um, the little well, three like, customer service staff they have there. You know, you give him some Soon. divorce papers, and he's like, I'm not signing this. Yeah, I'll that, that, is, that is Steam. That's what they're trying to do with the <laughs> EU right now, because the EU is like, look, you've got to refund people, and they're like, nope, 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 not listening, nope. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think the Steam sales are people, you know, those are sales like 75% off. They can trust that. Like, it's a legit thing. And when you see that elsewhere, you have that he moment of hesitation where it's like, it's like that easy? seems too good to be true. It's like you go, to, totally you go to, I don't know, Target and they got a big sale. You're like, all right. Then you go to like Joe's Pawn Shop on like 58th Street and you're like, uh, you got a sale? And he's like, yeah, we're trying to get rid of this shit. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it, it, video games are just like anything in, in real life. It's people go with what they know and are comfortable with. And those people who don't take chances. And if you took it, I, 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 I feel for you if you got screwed. But at the same time, that's the gamble that, that you, that you took. And, you know. Yeah. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah, here's the problem though, right? <laughs> Here's the problem. What 
these sites are being advertised a lot by streamers. Like, because you, you're talking about the gamble here, right? But if a, a bunch of popular streamers who are partnered with these people are saying they're totally legit, they're totally above board, everything's fine. The consumer's kind of being, I wouldn't say misled there, but they're being reassured by a person they trust and they may get burned. Yeah. That's why I don't promote like any of those because I'm always just like, uh, I wouldn't buy from there. So I don't want people I like that watch me to buy from there. But that's just me. I don't care if other people do it because they might be like, oh, I've used it and I've gotten a lot of great deals and I haven't had bad experiences. So I don't know. <sighs> Yeah, no, that's that. I mean, that's yes. a touchy thing. You're absolutely right. Like, people, I've seen a lot of streamers do it. Like, their their entire stream page on Twitch is like devoted to selling things, and um, yeah, they it's because they get a commission. They want they want the money from it. I don't think, I think a lot of people are young, and don't understand the implications of what they're doing, and so they do things because it gets them money, and they don't understand the outcomes and, and the aftermath of said choices. Mm -hmm. And I would just say that's the community we're in. A bunch of, a, a, a large group of young people who are making a lot of money very quickly and don't understand like what Marketing comes and with business that. concepts yeah, and yeah. branding. And so, and, and it affects their brand as well, which is why if you're doing YouTube or Twitch or whatever, you need to think about more than just making a quick buck because it affects who you are. It affects your brand of what you're doing. And I think you need mm -hmm. to be thoughtful about what you do. And I would suggest to a lot of people who who support stuff like this, like, be, be careful. Take your well, time. even, don't. like, brand deal things. Like, we get a lot of brand deals, and, like, I've turned down lots of brand deals because I'm like, I don't like this game or I don't want to play this game. And, or, like, people wouldn't want to watch me play this game because I'd rather be respected than be like, I'm selling out, everybody. Although, you can go to twitch.tv slash crendor and buy a GG button. <laughs> Thank you, much appreciated. Yep. The thing is, like they've they've allied with some pretty damn big brands. Pewdie isn't PewDiePie uh, with G two A now? Like, I mean, that's Cryers, I think. I think yeah. Th there's a lot of streamers Pewdie. who are with it, and I mean, honestly, it's not like they're ripping off people on a daily basis. And they do have, uh, I think, what they call the G two A Shield, which essentially like is an insurance policy. If something goes wrong, they will replace the key for you. But. The, the problem that I've got with it, really, is that I think in the long term, there's going to be crackdowns on this stuff. And mm -hmm. I think that the first casualty, and it's kind of already happening for perhaps other reasons, is that these other regions that are getting cheaper games for piracy, they're going to end up either being region locked or having these copies just not exist altogether. And I think the region locking is going to be a bit of a problem uh, for people that move around a lot, for people that, say, travel because uh, you're going to have to basically VPN into your country of origin in order to play stuff, which is fiddly and silly. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to gift people games because they're in the wrong region. That becomes kind of a big problem. And for the longest time, there, most of the stuff on Steam, not all of it, but most of it has been region free. And I'm just, I'm just a little bit worried about the consequences of this in the long term if this keeps happening. And uh, I don't know. It... It's not. It's certainly not the worst thing to ever happen. I'm not saying that GTA is destroying GTA is destroying the industry or anything, but they they do provide kind of an eBay like service that is like prime target for stolen keys and things like that. And yeah. that that is kind of not okay. But simultaneously, if Ubisoft can't provide proof that those keys were stolen, then I think it's reasonable to at least be a bit critical of them and say, look, are you are you really? <laughs> like are these really fraudulent keys 
or is or is there something else going on here? Like I because here's the problem, right? Ubisoft have their own digital distribution platform, so this could yep. be seen as an aggressive move against a competitor, yep. and I think that could get them into trouble. I mean. There's so you're absolutely right. That's a totally different angle, and that's the idea that Ubisoft is just like screw you, use our thing instead. And it could be that as well. That maybe nothing illegal took place. We don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of it. This is all just guesswork and, and theory at this that's point. Like but the idea all... is that it's possible Ubisoft is just dicks. Spoiler: Ubisoft are dicks. So who knows? Either way, well, they like are, all yes. these companies and stuff, they're all like, sign our contracts and join our program. I'm like, I ain't signing shit. After I went through Machinima's fun carnival ride of contract amazement, but... I'll, uh, I read things. That well, I mean, that's, what, that's, what, that's the point I was making <laughs> earlier, is that the majority of the people who are in our business are very young. When I, when I hang out with people and they're like, man, I just had my 21st birthday, and you've been doing it for four years, it's like, yeah, all right. What's gonna? It's gonna take them getting screwed big time to experience it. You can only say yeah. like, "Be careful!" So True. many times, but it's not them that's gonna get screwed, is it? Like, then they're, they're not gonna the lose consumer. out. It's the consumer. Yeah, Th there will be some backlash, but like, I don't think the if the say there was a big scandal involving G two A, even then, I don't think you're gonna see a huge backlash against the streamer because the streamer's not gonna get blamed for it in the first place. I don't think you should necessarily blame the streamer because, as I said, it's not like these sites are like the end of video games. Like it's like, oh, all they do is distribute pirated copies and stolen. That's not in any way true. But there have been documented instances of stolen fraudulent keys being sold on G2A and Kingwin and other similar sites because they're vulnerable to that and they don't seem to discriminate too much. Maybe it's just like they need to be. I don't even know how they could be. I mean, how can they even be vigilant against stolen keys? How the hell would they yeah. know? You can't until it's too late. Like, yeah, you're right, because they're yeah. an aggregate. They get the keys from all over. Yeah, they do. So and, you wouldn't know. And ultimately, there is a market for it. You know, there's some people just will not buy $60 games. So, I mean, the other <laughs> argument that you've then got to make is, well, is that really a lost sale then? It's kind of the same to the piracy argument. If, you, if this guy never buys $60 games, he's not going to just suddenly start buying $60 games just because you shut down G2A and Kinguin. Like, he's going to, he might not even buy them at all. He might just steal them. Like, well, no, that's not the right word. You know that. He might just pirate them. In which case, the, the guy's getting nothing. You know, the publisher's getting nothing. At least the publisher's getting something when they buy a gray market key from another region. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. One other person there just reminded me, and they're like, people, like, a, a bunch of people pretending to be YouTubers or actual YouTubers have taken review codes and sold them on there. It's like, Fuck you for doing that. Yeah, you make our jobs harder, you. you scum. You absolute <laughs> scum. Go to hell. Well, maybe that's a little extreme. It's like, think very yeah, hard about up. what you did. Go sit on the naughty step. Like, yeah, cool, thanks. Anyway, yeah, so that's that's the G2A and kind of Ubisoft story at the moment. But, I mean, I do... I do I'm not, like... I do feel for the people that bought it from there because it is not necessarily easy to know exactly where what's legit and what isn't, and yeah. the consumer gets burned. I mean, I think if they did the whole G2A Shield thing <coughs> properly, they should get refunded or at least replaced. So I guess it's not too bad. But I, I'm a, I'm in a position where I find it hard like to know who to sympathize with because if the stuff is stolen then i'm 100 percent on ubisoft's side like under no circumstances should that be allowed right. to stand and we know that it happened to natural selection and it almost killed their studio like yeah. them losing 30 000, that's an indie studio man they don't have a lot of money yeah. so i think that 
like you've got you've got to be very sympathetic with people like that but with ubisoft i'm like were they though like were they fraudulently bought and you have a vested interest in killing your competition because you have a store natural selection doesn't you know they're just a game developer mm-hmm. no, they got fucked but ubisoft mm, it's a it's a strange tale Matt, if only we had games journalists that could properly actually investigate this rather than just, you know, repeating what Ubisoft said. That would be a nice thing to know. I want to know. There's a yeah. challenge for you. Go find and not out. get copyright <laughs> flagged if you had a bad opinion about them. Yes, that would be cool, too. Hmm. Well. Well, indeed. Okay. Crendor. Uh... <laughs> Dodge and I were twisting the knife. What were you doing exactly? Yeah, what, what, is, what is that? What is, what is, is that? Like two the, daggers, uh, like on either. It's like the double daggers. Either kidney. Small maracas. Yeah, maracas. That was like a pack story. We were at that Mexican restaurant. These like Mexican, the the mariachi bands or whatever, kept coming around, and they were like, "You play music, play music." And Jesse's like, "No, we don't want any music." They came around like. Ten times, just being like, and music, they, would, music. they would walk away sadly playing music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, so I was bad, busy was seducing the waitress so we could get better service, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, also, I was with Jesse often enough that we walked by, I think, four different people who said a rose for the lady, and every time Jesse said, "Not for her," and they looked so offended. <laughs> <laughs> every single time, the lady was like, "Oh." <laughs> yep. All right, let's move on. So Randy Pitchford has an, uh, was is teasing a Borderlands 3 announcement. And I would like to know from everyone what exactly you want from Borderlands 3. Because I have a laundry list of things that I need to happen in order for me to give a fuck about Borderlands again. And I would like to know your guys' opinion on that. I never really liked Borderlands in the first place. Why? I, l- I just... First... I never really had anyone to play it with, so I'd play it like single player, and I'd be like, "It's okay," but like I've wanted. Did I actually and then I would... call him Randy Pitchfork? Please tell me I didn't say that. Oh god, Randy Pitchfork. You did. We were all. Oh cool with no. It. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> so, all right. Oh, but uh, I don't know. It just even if I had other people play with it, just kind of it's another one of those games where I was just like, "It's okay." Like it's not bad but i don't want to put time into it all right for whatever reason okay i just follow my instincts i like the borderlands games a lot i want i want less loot i don't want there to be just like shit literally everywhere because if you're the sort of person who wants to grab all of that then the game moves really slowly like way less of that i would also love to be in the same world but in a different time period in that world. Okay. Like, just leave everything that's been going on with, like, Pandora and all that shit. Leave all mm-hmm. of that behind mm-hmm. and start fresh somewhere else in the sure. world. Maybe in a different time or maybe just in a different place. Yeah. I, I think the point that you made about loot is probably the same thing that they ended up doing with Diablo 3, where it's just, like, less loot, better quality, interesting loot. Because yes. I, I think, in, in pre-sequel in particular, 95% of what dropped was junk. And 5% of, like, 4% of it was marginal upgrades or side grades, and then maybe 1% of the time you got something that was actually worth upgrading to. It was the same with Borderlands 2. Like, sure, they had lots of ammo around, which is, you know, you appreciate it when you suddenly wind up in a sea of enemies, and you're like, oh, thank God, there's ammo everywhere. 
But yeah, pretty much every time we opened like a toilet and found a gun in there, I was like, I don't want this. Like we wouldn't, we picked up like no weapons most of the time. We would look at all of them and be like, it's all trash. It really does slow the game down in many ways. Because not only are you dealing with the fact that you have very limited carrying capacity, but you're also dealing with sifting through shit on the ground. Like there's no filter in that game to just ignore white drops, for instance, like common loot. Because, you know, past level five or six, you're never going to pick up a fucking common item ever again. Like there's no reason for you to do it. So it ends up being a waste of time. But in Diablo 3, again, on launch, had the same problem. It was dropping shit all the time. So the looting experience wasn't fun anymore. And they changed that with Reaper of Souls, and it became a much better game as a result. Like, we're going to drop less, but the stuff we're going to drop is going to be good. And we're going to make sure it's, like, kind of good for your playstyle, good for your character. That's one problem with it. Jesse, you seem in a contemplative kind of (laughs) state. What exactly do you think? I can't figure out what they've done with their franchise, but the more I play, the less interested I am. Like, the, I, I think the concepts, I think the acting, I think some of the writing is hilarious. I think some of the writing is a little, like, too tonguey and cheeky, but I think some of it's spot on. I think, I think everything superfluous, like the icing on the cake is phenomenal. The cake itself is stale as shit. And I yeah, feel like they've done the same thing for three games. Yeah, and if they do that again, I'm out. And I, I, I don't have a need to play this game. And it's because there's so much uh, the superfluous crap on the outside. That's what keeps bringing people back. The fact that, like, oh, I want to see what this crazy character does. They're yeah, because the, they always do a good job of doing trailers. It's like, yeah, we're so cool. Here's a great piece of music. Here's, like, what our new character does, and she's awesome, and there's all yes. sorts of things all over the place. She's a, <laughs> you know, she's radical. She's really cool, and it doesn't take shit from anybody and all that. That's the $60 right. cake. Borderlands <laughs> is literally the $60, $60 cake. cake. It's, it's the $60 <laughs> cake. Yeah. Looks impressive. Disappointing. Yeah, I mean... It, you feel it when you play the pre-sequel, when you played Borderlands 2, when you played all the different things they've done with it, it still is a boring experience to play by yourself. And the only yeah. reason why it's fun to play with your friends is because your friends are making mm-hmm. it fun. They didn't do shit to make mm-hmm. it fun. There's it's, so it's, little synergy. I think I've, I maybe could argue that pre-sequel did a little bit better of making the character skills kind of work better. I think it's because of Athena with her tanking abilities. I think that really helped out a lot. But outside of that, like, there's, they can't, people can't, you can't really do things for the other guys. They're just another guy with a gun, which has an ability that may help you at some point. I really think the game needs more than one active ability. I think they need to completely redesign the skill trees. They're boring. Yeah. They are boring. Like, there's so many. They're like old wild talent trees. Exactly. (laughs) We're right back to that. It's percentages, isn't it? It's like 5% to this. 5% 5% to that. And you level so damn slowly, it's like, oh, great, I got one more percent of this. <laughs> uh, every now and again, you know, lock a passive, which is actually interesting, but the vast majority of it is just bollocks. It's- and you'll see, the one thing they did that was fun with that is if you played as Claptrap, his tree was not that at all. It was like, this thing makes you shoot off fireworks out your butt, and this thing makes yeah. you turn into a pirate ship. And it was like crazy <laughs> shit that was like, mm-hmm. that's entertaining. Yes. That character was the only reason why I played the prequel at, at, at all, really. Yeah. And even then, he couldn't keep my interest because the gameplay was like... The same. I guess it's the yeah. same. Yeah, same I mean, shit. it's the same gunplay. The, the enemies take too long <clears throat> to kill, which means that your weapons don't feel powerful. 
And it yeah, gets even that. worse when you go into multiplayer because individual enemies become even more bullet spongy the more players you've got. And I don't play a shooter to shoot the same guy 200 times in the head and not have him die. Exactly. That's one of the things I really hated. I think that's why I like, disliked it so much is because I felt it was slow because of that reason. I was, just, I was like, oh, well, yeah. it took me 800 bullets to kill that guy. And now we're on to the next one. It's like, yep. I just want to kill him and move on. Yeah. It just never, it just never ends. <laughs> I, I think in Borderlands, the pre-sequel in particular, one of the biggest bugbears I had is they forced you to wait for stupid dialogue constantly. And I like the writing in pre-sequel was probably the worst of the three games. It was really, really stilted. And they forced you to listen to it before they'd even let you out of rooms most of the time. I'm like, fuck, there's no reason for me to be waiting here. I didn't come along to wait to see this one-dimensional character talk. I mean, for God's sake, there's a character in that game whose literal only character trait is I, I am a lesbian, basically. That's her only discernible, identifiable trait. That's it. No development whatsoever. One-dimensional. It's, which is really sad. Yeah. Less characters, more development on each one. It's probably another good thing. Redesign the, the gunplay completely. You should have bought Portillo's cake. I don't think they got Portillo's cake, but that's the one I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't. It was the <laughs> shitty, like, random cake you got. I thought it was Portillo's cake, and that's good cake. <laughs> Thanks. That's really relevant to what we were talking about. <laughs> no. Much appreciated. We brought up the cake. I had to mention uh, it. Oh, God. No, there's, um... So, I mean, I think the point now where they're, like, every trailer, like, and billions of guns... Scrap it. Yeah, get, get rid, rid of it. that. Because they're all shit. Like, there's very few guns that are actually interesting in any way. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's, it's order now it's... and get our new amazing fly swatter gun. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I want I more great... games with more procs earlier. You know, because yeah. the whole elemental thing, it's like, okay, that's kind of cool, but let's have more procs earlier on. I want a gun that will... Uh, and uh, these exist in the game. I'm pretty sure I remember them from, like, Borderlands 1 and 2. Like, look, this gun shoots, uh, has a chance of shooting more than one bullet at a time. This gun has a chance of shooting bullets which split off into other bullets. These, these yep. get, this has a chance of ricocheting off certain targets. Get really, really, really creative with procs. That's probably the best way to yeah. do it. Reduce the number of guns that drop and try and make each gun actually be a real choice in some way. Not, this is a shitty side grade. You know, I, it's like, I, I have, after multiple, here's the biggest problem I've got with it. I, I'll go into an encounter and by the end of it, there's three of the same gun on the ground. I'm like, you what? You've got a bazillion guns and you managed to drop three <laughs> of the what? same fucking thing. Well done, guys. Well done. Really? You can do better than that. Make, if this is going to be a first person looter, then make your loot not suck. Like, and I don't want to have to go to New Game Plus in order to get a gun that's even in any way interesting. That's not, that's not okay. I think in that, I think that like the the design approach is less is more, less is more. Reduce the number of skills, mm -hmm. make each skill better and matter more. Reduce the number oh, of guns. Like, uh... Oh yeah, well I mean games in general right now, everybody's kind of pulling toward that. Just you know, make everything a bit more minimal, a bit more simple, and that way you have to really focus on those mechanics being good, quality rather quality. than being First, like uh... here's a bunch of shit. That is okay. <laughs> like the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the like Call of Duty 4, you had, it was like you got a UAV, an airstrike, and a helicopter, and that's it. Now it's like, here's 50 perks you can have. I was like, I was happy with the three. You gave me the first, and it was like yeah, more they, focused on gun Because they all did the combat. job. 
Like I yeah. think even in like the, a lot of the other modern, uh, the the more modern COD games, there's a lot of like uh, uh, kill streaks that kind of have the same effect. Like they do the yeah. they fulfill the same role. And to some degree, I can kind of appreciate that. But with games like Borderlands, it goes to ludicrous degrees, right? And it's and it becomes redundant because you end up getting the same thing over and over and over again. So I would I I just want to see them go right back to the drawing board. Like the, the writing, I've never really liked the Borderlands writing. I can get over that, but let me skip it. Let me tell someone to shut up. It's Borderlands. Why can't I just do that to a character and have them stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> True. I, I definitely feel like their philosophy was let's go bigger and crazier and wilder. And I feel like you don't have to go like the bigger part. You sacrificed a lot of your actual game by trying to make it bigger than it was. And I, I, I there's just not like there's nothing there. It's 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 a whole lot of nothing. cake is, is nothing. It's like, yeah, it drives me crazy. <laughs> and the only time I've ever enjoyed Borderlands, Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2, any of the DLC, anything is when I'm playing with friends. Mm-hmm. Actually. The only time I've actually enjoyed it by myself was the Tiny Tina storyline, which was the D and D one, because that D&D was great. Thing. The yeah. right, like everything about that was funny because it's because focused. It was all sort of, yeah, you know, it's the same reason yeah. why people like um, some people like Blood Dragon more than Far Cry Three. It's a smaller area with more stuff going on in a more concentrated space. Uh, so Jim Sterling put out a video that was in praise of the mansion from Resident Evil. Like, and his argument was, we've gone so far down the route of open world that nothing in that open world is notable it's just space Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can't even remember anything but if Uh you focus down to a smaller area you can make each location memorable and interesting you can make each quest memorable and interesting which is why uh, some of the borderlands dlc is better like secret secret armory of general nox is fucking phenomenal it's much Mm -hmm. better than the base game and as you said the tiny tina's keep thing great hilarious Amazing. Yeah. Shame only yeah. about half of the DLC does that. Like they keep releasing crappy DLC, and then occasionally they'll put out a good one. That's that. Yeah, that's one of the things I noticed from their press conference was like they're like, look at how much stuff we released in the last, you know, since since Borderlands Two came out, and it's all these things, but ninety percent of those things are just superfluous garbage. And I'm like, you can't stop bragging about this. Quantity does not equal quality. Stop it. And I know that's what they're about. It's yeah. like millions of things, millions of awful things doesn't make it right <laughs> or good. We have crazy. 50 bear-ass quests out in the hinterland. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I, same <laughs> problem with Dragon Age, right, isn't it? Too big, too big. Like, yes, you yep. can make a giant area, but should you have? Like, that's mm-hmm. the question. Like, would it have mm-hmm. been better if the area was this big with quality, 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 or this big with bullshit, 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 oh, quality, bullshit, bullshit, quality. No. Yep. I still maintain... Not better. Lo- I love that shit in Dragon Age. <laughs> well, some people but, do. So, that's look, cool. so do I. Yeah. So do yeah. I. Yeah, so a yeah. lot of people really do just like doing that. Uh, but it's like the same reason I'm concerned about The Witcher 3, actually, because it's huge, apparently. And, like, I don't think I want Oh, no, that. I agree. I didn't I want agree. that. Like, I'm okay with Witcher 2 size. Witcher 2 was nice. It, like, it had the sort of open-ish areas, but it was still, like, linear enough, so all the quests kind of weren't stupid, you know? And it, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they, they do what is needed in that you're right that needs every place needs to have its own vibe and feeling so you remember it and you're not mm-hmm. just putting on an auto thing so a thing on your map appears and you follow it and you just get there right like it, it yeah. needs to i want to explore and i want to see stuff it needs to have a world of its own and i feel like I, here's hoping that's the case yeah and they have look they have till may to figure it out mm-hmm. cool oh yeah you know it's a fun game that reminds me of is block and load did you ever talk about Black and Load? Oh, yes, Black and Load, did. yeah. Uh, totally, Black uh, and Load's maybe. really fun. 
Yes, we did. Yeah, talk but about it's that. small. It's contained. It knows what it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I much, I much more respect games like that these days. I think it's probably because I've got limited time. So I yeah. like, I like a good four-hour experience versus like a, 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 a 12, 20 hour experience that has its moments. You know, yeah. I want all killer, no filler, and I'm okay with the game being short if it lets me do that. So. Yeah, there's a go. All right. Okay, we're pretty much about done with the show. Let's uh, look at releases, and then we can wrap it up, shall we? Dodger, begin. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't. Sorry, I was scrolling. I was scrolling nah. up. Oh, I'm right. still scrolling up. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, here we go. Hey, today, January the twenty seventh, wow. Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth Sisters Generation what? comes out for what? Vita. Oh, it's sorry, what? anime bullshit. There's some Hyper <laughs> Hyper Dimension Neptunia. There's loads of games like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's Hello, a big series. Nurse. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of there's a lot of anime in the thing. I can't yes. wait. I can't tell what. Half what? the images on image search are like super chibi and they look like they're 12 and the other half is like, damn, I don't, I can't, I can't. You can't tell which is fan art and which isn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's wor it worries me. Damn. All right, damn. next. Uh, Grim Fandango Remastered mm -hmm. for PS4, PC and PlayStation Network Vita. Still four by three aspect ratio though. Like it's, it, I guess they couldn't make it 16 by nine, which is a bit of a shame. But outside of that, I mean, yeah. it's, that, is, know, that is sad. Yeah, but it's Grim Fandango, which is one of the finest point-and-clicks of all time, so Fact. that's probably enough reason for people to go with it. Mm -hmm. Oddworld, Stranger's Wrath for Ouya. Oh, fuck me. Next. Ouya. <laughs> <laughs> Dying Light for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and LN. Linux. Linux? Yeah. Linux? Apparently the Linux version doesn't run very well, a lot of people have been saying, which is a real shame, because like, uh, Linux doesn't usually get brand new games immediately, so this kind of was a big yeah. deal for them, and apparently it's not running very well for some people, so... Ooh. That's too bad. Oh, yeah, I hope they uh, get that fixed. Nihilumbra for PlayStation Network Vita. Huh, what on earth is that, you might ask, because I don't bloody well know. It's a PlayStation Vita hell? game. It is a puzzle platformer by a Spanish video game developer called Butafun Games. It, it was on iOS in 2012. It's now been ported. It looks like an iOS game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Next. Uh, Tesla Grad for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3 Network. Puzzle platformer, if I recall correctly, that one. Mm -hmm. Yes, Tesla Grad's great. Yep. It, it looks like, uh, I want to almost say, like, sort of Disney style instead of, like, animation-wise, instead of, like, computer-generated graphics. It's insane looking. It, I, I think it's a beautiful game. Uh, tomorrow, the 28th, Streets of Chaos comes out on PC. Oh, shit. What Streets of uh, Chaos? Shot. Streets of Chaos. Streets of Chaos. In a world. Wow, Streets of Chaos. I, image search for you does not equal what, what I thought it would. All right. Yeah, right? I don't understand. Streets of Chaos game. Is this, like, uh, is this a super old game? Or is it a new this? game that's supposed to look really old? Yeah, no, this is definitely... I just see a bunch of numbers and a really weird UI. Streets of Chaos. Uh... And a... Assign tasks to your gang members. Equip them or perform other related management chores. This looks, like this a looks really game. familiar to an older title that I remember. I'm going to have to fight. I'm almost what certain. What's that game you used to play on your calculator in math class instead of math? Drug this Wars? Looks like that. <laughs> yes, this is Drug Wars. Drug Wars? 
It's a, oh yeah, it, this is a, this is based it's on something. Wars. This is because this was based on a kind of video game board game. I used I played this a long time ago. I'm almost certain of it, but I don't know what it was called, and they haven't in any way mentioned it. So uh, it may just be a coincidence, but that looks very similar to something that I remember from DOS, like the DOS days, a long time ago. Interesting. Okay. Uh, next yeah. up is Destructamundo for PC. Well, that sounds interesting yeah, based entirely on its name. What is that? Destructamundo. Oh, very different than I expected. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that is different. What? What the hell None is None of this? these games have been what I thought <laughs> this, they were going to be. This is not in any way no. what I expected. It's a what bunch of it? spinning plates from what I can tell, and sometimes they explode. The hell? What the... I don't have any idea what that is. Okay, next. <laughs> next up is Gear Up for PC. Gear Up. Okay. Gear Up. It's a. Uh, it's a free to play game, I think. Looks like yeah. it. If you just type in Gear Up, a lot of not game stuff happens. Yeah, it looks I like it it's a tank. Halo game. tanks game, yeah. fighting each Tur other. Turret game. Yeah, it just looks like Halo turret tanks fighting each other. It looks like some kind of just <laughs> multiplayer, kind of cartoony tank game. What I can tell. Um, that Hyperdimension Neptunia game also comes out for PC tomorrow. Oh, and then, stuff now. Uh, and then Hypnosis for PC. Okay, Hip uh, this Hypnosis. This is these games are hard crazy. to like look up. Oh, I again, if don't this just is type what I hypnosis. think it is, it is a. Oh. It, it seems to be a, uh, a hidden object game. From what I can tell. Yeah. It's, oh, really? it's on Big Fish Games, which. Yeah, they're traveling through the characters' minds. Okay, as they go Wait, through hypnosis. I'm linking, I'm linking a picture in chat. <laughs> Sounds like a David Lynch game. Overcome <laughs> like, phobias. Like what, what the, the fuck is that picture? <laughs> what? You won't forget this game. Oh, with the eye beam? <laughs> yeah. The eye beam. Super yeah. weird. Apparently, you're going through her mind or some crap. I don't know. Okay. Huh. She's got some crazy so. shit in her mind. Yes. Mind is, okay. The problem with these generic titles is we don't even know if we're talking about the right game half the time. It's I know, right? Really kind of annoying. Okay. Uh, on the 29th, Metroid Prime Trilogy comes out for Wii U. Nice. Good games. Very good. Uh, Shadow of the Ninja comes out for Wii U and 3DS. Don't know what that is. Is that a virtual console game? Let's find out. Shadow of the Ninja. Yes, it is. Released in 1990. It's a platform. Oh. On the 30th, Life is Strange, yes. episode one, comes out. Mm. I'm so excited. This. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, I want to see what Don't Nod can do, because uh, mm. Remember Me was really disappointing to me in terms of its mechanics, yeah. but its world design was beautiful. <coughs> so my hope is that they can do... It's a, it's a kind of episodic narrative game. I'm not sure what it has on the mechanics side of things. Haven't seen too yeah. much of the gameplay yet, but we'll see. Yeah, it looks awesome. So like, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, should be getting code for that really soon because I do want to play the first episode, see how it goes. Oh my God, you play as Dodger, pretty much. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. the, the one image I see is some girl with like an Oregon ashtray with short, ha short blue hair laying down with like what it basically is a Dodger outfit, and then a man trying to like get her on the internet. Basically, it's <laughs> Dodger. Interesting. It's me. This is a game Sounds about me, guys. On. Life That's, is how strange, it? It? That's how I'm gonna play it. That's how I'm gonna play it. Ha ha! 
Aha! Little Dodger and me on an adventure. <laughs> All right, we need to get on because we're overrunning time. Yeah, Unmechanical, extended edition for Xbox One. <clears throat> Good game, puzzle game, flying robot. Ten years after for PC. No idea. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's find out. Ten years after. Uh, no, that appears to be a band. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Ten years after was an English blues rock band that were popular in the late 60s. I... Yes. Um, I can't even find this game. I find a blues band. Next. <laughs> oh, it's a uh, zombie game. Oh. oh. Ooh. Survivalist Ooh. for PC. I've heard some weird shit easy. about that game. I thought like it was, a, was that an early access. I, I, I don't know. When survival isn't... That is the... Absolute worst-looking title screen for anything I've ever seen. Yeah. But it does look really. It's it was an Xbox Live indie game apparently, but it's oh. it's apparently got some interesting dialogue things where like the the guys will remember what you said like there's some moral choices combines action <laughs> RPG and real time strategy elements. All right, I mean I'll give it a bash. Why yeah. not? Uh, next up is Raven's Cry for PC. Raven's Cry. Mm. Okay. That's a $50 game, that is. Oh. Ah, Pirates? Yeah, it, Pirates? Oh, it's yeah. a reality pump game. It's a reality pump game. They made two worlds. Holy shit. Uh, right. Well, that might be awful. Or it might be good. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It appears to be a pirate RPG of some description. Yeah. Third-person yeah, yeah. RPG adventure game combining fast swordplay, thrilling naval battles, and free-ranging exploration through undocumented islands. Okay, that might be worth a look. Oh, uh, there's sharks the in this game. F that shit. There's probably sharks. That's You've got nobody awesome. shark phobia now. Quit it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is a game called Just Get Through for PC. I would imagine that's probably, I'm just going to guess by the title, a, a nightmare platformer. And I am completely fucking correct in that assumption. That's exactly what it is. It's a randomly generated nightmare platformer. Next. Cool. Next up is Eden... A, 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 a asterisk Eden asterisk for PC. What Eden? <laughs> That's a terrible what? name for anything. Eden uh, asterisk. I can't even look that up because uh, it doesn't come up. Uh... <laughs> Eden. Oh, oh, here it is. It's an anime game. Is it? What? Yep. I I keep finding a space game. Nope. It's it's a space anime, possibly. What? There Eden is anime game? involved. It is the final love story of a dying planet, apparently. What? What? I've only found a weird block game and a space game. Whatever. Oh, Eden's God. coming Eden out Eden promises Next. a play experience more akin to enjoying a movie than reading a book. Okay, that doesn't sound uh... entertaining. Next up is Chaos Ride for PC. A Chaos Ride. Chaos Ride. Chaos ride. As, as opposed to a calm and organized and in control ride. Ooh, it's a futuristic arcade racing game. It looks, it's uh, kind of like a first person wipeout. Right. Okay. All right. I might uh, be worth a look. Gene Run and Jump Platformer. Well, I think uh -huh. we know what that is. Next. Next, Drive to Hell for PC. <laughs> is this a sequel to Ride to Hell? I was going to say the sequel to the much-loved Ride, ride to Hell. Ride to Hell, yes. It is an action-packed shooter where you'll take a ride through an army of monsters. Yeah, it's it's a kind of... It's a top-down driving shooter, basically. Shmup. Cool. February 1st, hashtag IDARB for Xbox One. 
this has a ton of hype behind it, if I recall correctly, for some what? reason. I do not in any way know why. It is a chaotic eight-player eSport jumping jetpack future arena ball game. This is how they what? describe it. What? Apparently, people really love this thing. I've been hearing a ton of buzz about it. Huh. It's a terrible name for a game. Adarb. Yep. It's a, it's apparently uh, like crowdsourced. Hmm. Which is... In I'm not sure how exactly they crowdsource it, but... Huh. Okay. Interesting. Enjoy. And then, uh, our final day, February the 2nd, we have Vulture for NetHack, PC. Um, okay. Because NetHack was a really, really fucking old... It was pretty much like the... Oh, no, this looks really, really fucking old. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, it's actually literally just a graphical interface for NetHack. <coughs> okay. NetHack is an <laughs> ancient... Like roguelike, basically, like one of the first. So it is literally a visual engine to play that game. All right. Uh, Grand Class Melee Two for PC. Grand Class Melee Two. I don't even know what's going on. Who names games anymore? I don't even know. <laughs> I, it's apparently. Oh, this is an early access launch, so I don't even know what's going on with that. It is an RPG job system arena fighter. That's not a real sentence. You just made that up. <laughs> All 60 right. classes to play. Next. Okay, might oh. actually be all right, but never mind. All right. <coughs> Next, Battle Ranch for PC. Battle Ranch? <laughs> Fucking fight. Battle Ranch appears to be... Oh, you literally do fight cows by the looks of it. Plants versus zombies, but oh. with cows. Oh, it actually literally is. It looks like a terrible version of Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, Battle Ranch is a farm is. strategy, tower defense, and time management game. Yeah, this is yep. literally a ripoff of Plants vs. Zombies, only shitty. And it got greenlit, so well done, community. You have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> and our final game in the list today is The Guilt and the Shadow for PC. Ooh, spooky. It's it's even written in scroll as well. Ooh. Uh, wow, the description is literally, unbearable, this place stinks, I need to get out of here, the boat is waiting for me. It is a uh -oh. short story exploration game with uh, inspired by point and clicks and 2D puzzle platform gameplay. So in other words, I will fucking hate it. <laughs> But other people might like it, so they should probably crazy. play it. It's crazy looking. I don't know yeah, what it's kind got of... This, it's got a, a kind of monochrome pencil art style to it. Huh. Mm. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up, I think, for the releases. Lots of not much, really. Like, lots of games, but we don't know if any of them are going to be any good. But maybe some of them will be, so we'll try and, uh, we'll try and find Yay. them. We'll try and maybe. discover them for you. All right, folks. So we're about done on the show, but let's hear from people as to what they're going to be doing for the rest of the week. What they can find on the channel. Dodger, what's coming up? Uh, well, tonight we have MangaPod for a manga called Oyasumi Pun Pun. It is very weird, but <laughs> kind of amazing. So if you want to watch that, that's on YouTube.com slash Happily Aaron at 7.30 Pacific Time tonight. And if you need a countdown timer, you can go to my most recent video on my channel, which is <laughs> YouTube.com slash Press Start to Continue. And there's a little, like, podcast announcement video there. But, uh, my channel is mostly anime bullshit, games... Just all sorts of weirdness. Yeah, Krender and I are playing Realistair still, and we're gonna cheat and get somebody to touch our butt because my God, two playthroughs and no butt touches. What sort of a game is this? You guys suck at dating sims, yep. apparently. We're really bad at it. Yeah. We are. And I then, don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then my other channel is YouTube.com/slash Dexterity Bonus, where I do vlogs. It's been a, a little not happened in the last couple of days because I was at Pack South, but come back and I'll drink coffee and talk to you all about my cats because I know you've missed it. <laughs> and on all the social medias, I'm at Dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. Good shit. Crandall, what's coming up? Hello, everyone. How's it going? 
Welcome to my promotion for my things. What am I going to be playing this week? I'm going to be playing some World of Warcraft where I'm on episode like 100 of leveling. Apparently people just listen to it for ASMR reasons, but hey, you know what? I think that's I'm mostly, fine with yeah. that. They just put it on in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody said. One woman at the uh, at BlizzCon was like, can you make more? I like to clean my house to it. And I was like, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what people uh, watch my options menu videos for. It's just like 30 <laughs> minutes of talking about frame rate and texture quality. Probably. <laughs> I imagine uh, it is. <laughs> I mean, I also, I also put up some videos on my actual ASMR channel, which is Goodnight Crendor. All one word. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's see. I'll be playing some Hearthstone. I'll probably be playing some of the games we talked about, like are Night you, Squad. I are you play excited that. about the Undertaker nerf? I'm excited about oh, that. Oh, yeah, the Undertaker nerf. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I rarely used Undertaker, but I hated when other people used it, so it yeah, just makes me happy. Guy. Yes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Awful and guy. then uh, I'm hoping Blood Bowl 2 comes out soon. Don't know when but that's going to be. They said spring, so I'm hoping like well, in a few ain't months. Yet. Yeah, and then uh, I'll probably stream some stuff. I'll probably stream more freestyle basketball. And, Thank God, what and, the internet uh, truly needs right now. <laughs> and Heroes of the Storm, probably. Mm-hmm. Jesse, what's coming up? It's fun. Uh, I'm sick, so me getting better is what's coming up. Um, oh, I will try and get <laughs> videos done. If no videos show up, you know because I'm dead or sick. Or right, both. Then. One of those. So just, you know, chillax, my babies. Videos will keep coming, but I I don't want to sound like this for another two weeks because I've been mm. doing videos every day. So yes. I'll get I'll it'll get there when it gets there. Cool. Done. Uh probably not much for me this week. Chemo tomorrow. So a few days of feeling like shit. And as a result, there probably won't be too much. But I do have a Dying Light port report that I just recorded today. I just do the editing on it because I'm doing fancy shit like comparison shots and everything. So it takes a little bit of time. There is also a one-minute bonus wall licking section at the end where I do nothing but stare at wall textures. So do enjoy that. I'm sure you'll Aww. find it extremely fun. But, uh, outside of that, uh, pretty much nothing. Like there'll be the, pod the podcast vault will be up on Thursday. Admittedly, if you're already watching this, then that's kind of pointless information. There's supposed to be new co-optional animators at some point. Those don't have a schedule anymore, by the way. If you hadn't realized, he takes as long as he fucking well takes to make them. The latest one is over four minutes long. It's like the longest one we've ever done. So unless you count the two-parters, which I don't because that would be silly. So there will be a, another co-optional animated relatively soon, I would imagine. And Oh, yeah. Our, uh, our PAX, Cox and Crendor animated thing will go up. Yes, yes, oh, I watched yeah. that. The audio yeah, was terrible because they really fucked <laughs> that it? up. Yeah, they, they had the mic on it, so there's a weird echo. It was kind of strange. But, <laughs> yeah, so you'll be getting that. Yeah, so don't expect too much else from me this week. Dying Light, WTF is, is probably the priority at the moment. So we'll keep working on that. And then hopefully Life is Strange, which should be out in the next few days. So hopefully we'll be able to get a hold of that as well. Although how the hell I'm going to do that without spoilers, that's going to be a mystery. I think we're going to have to go the Telltale route where we just record the first 20 minutes and talk over it because there really is like no other way of doing it <laughs> it's also story driven all right cool that pretty much wraps it up for the corruptional podcast again thank you very much for watching big thanks to everybody for enduring the couple of drops that we had during the show and the live stream the vod should be up in parts of course because of the drops on the twitch channel for subscribers and will be up on thursday for those who missed parts of this show over on youtube.com slash cynical <laughs> 
Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube if you haven't already. For some reason, our name is right here. Yes, just go to those channels. Click the subscribe button. Everyone's going to be super happy. And if possible, the next few days, there will be the Honey Pop video with my wife, which will be on well, YouTube.com slash Jenna Bain. I am not besmirching my channel with it. Thank you very much. So you can put it on there with the dog videos and things of the chinchillas doing funny stuff. 200,000 views, TV. Oh, I have no doubt. People, mine'll, mine'll people just wanted to see me More bang chicks. Yeah. It's climbing oh, yeah. still. Yeah, yeah you'll, pro you'll probably get it is views if you play that game for some reason. I don't know why. 12 million views. Dodger, play through it for... Play through it, but play through it as me, and you'll appreciate it more. Play through it as you? I appreciate it just fine. I've almost banged all the ladies. You almost, don't know but you anything. haven't. You know nothing. John Snow. John Dirk. 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 Goodbye. Dirk.